even the Steam Deck is suffering from it. That thing just came out, right? So I just think that now these days there's just a lot of stuff that's just inside, packed inside these controllers, and just one sudden jerk or movement can really mess it up. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen this videos and they do so many tests on it to you know test all the yeah. and stuff like that, and yet they still have issues even though they put simulate through rigorous tests. <laughs> Tens no of hours they can of buttons and still messes up after but, like yeah, one they... hour. They can't simulate like you know a ten year old having a controller covered in Dorito dust and God knows what What's else. You know? right. Yeah, I mean that's, right. you can't do that in a laboratory. I'm sorry to say. I mean, same thing goes with with phones, right? They they test these phones an ungodly amount, that's but sure enough, cool. you know, you still yeah. get some crazy problems. All right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the show. Timmy, it was nice to finally speak to you. You know, um, Discord to Discord. And um, enjoy, enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy uh, my time listening to you guys on the radio. I mean, on the radio. Oh wow, what an old guy on the YouTube. Hmm. All right, fellas. P, take care of yourself. Like I said, the phone's always there. Give me a call if you need anything. All right, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. Later. Welcome Later. to the Doom Slayers Dead. This is episode 26, oh. and I'm gonna play the. Intro, and then uh, we'll get through everything else. And uh, I have no idea where Retro's at, so... Retro, if you're out there, if you'd like to come in and join us, come on in. He would have he would have going to be on the knee. I, I, I just, I just uh, DM'd him to or let maybe, him know what's I going think on. maybe he's confused the time thing, because he probably doesn't realize American time's an hour ahead. So <laughs> he probably thinks it's a bit later on, like 11-ish instead of 10-ish. That was Don't forget the Sunday. time change. Yeah. That was Sunday. He he said he actually thought that Sunday show was starting at uh, four o'clock. I'm like, whoa. I said, no, not not yet, but uh you because know, we're gonna try and get uh, David Faulkner on for a Sunday show and he's Australia. I think it's like it's almost twenty four hours. So the later we start in the day, it's better for him because it then it's later in the morning for him. But um I'll play the intro real quick and then uh, I'll get through uh, everybody's intros including our awesome guest so here's our intro enjoy it mr black frost how you doing brother Thank you for even more videos this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, good evening, good morning, maybe, and uh, good afternoon, good anybody afternoon. on the West Coast, <laughs> I guess. like in the chat, man. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Doomslayer's Den. This is episode 26, uh, and we have a special guest tonight. It's Mr. It's, can you pronounce your name for me? Because am I saying time? It's Timmy. It's Tim, Tim, no, like, Tim like, like, like South Park. Oh my! Where the hell is Retro at? Because it's that's his... but most of us say Tim Air. <laughs> Tim South Park. <laughs> I saw. It. I was like, it's liberal tomorrow. He he would work out well with the Sunday show because I play a lot of uh, South Park uh, sound bites and that stuff. But uh, good evening, sir. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. Uh, you are in England. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, retro is, uh, don't ever mention, what is it, uh, uh, you have Ireland and then Northern Ireland are two separate countries. So you, you just got to watch it. So, um, But uh, it is very good to have you here, sir, tonight. Um, hopefully uh, the topics uh, interest you uh, somewhat or, I, it, listen, don't hold back on anything, um, especially the one that uh, Mr. Inferno was like, what? What the hell was that? Are you serious? And then I sent him the uh, the Twitter thing, and he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "I don't know either. I I don't know." There's it, always those rumors d- going around about certain stuff, though. He's like, whether to believe them or not. I I don't know what the hell to what to believe on Twitter anymore. I just, I just don't. I I just. Okay. I'm like, okay, let me get through this. But um, the rest of the panel, we have Mr. Inferno himself. How are you doing, sir, tonight? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be off. Another Friday. Just looking to dig myself into some more Elden Ring. It's too big, and I'm seeing stuff about hitting walls that you have to hit like 20 times or so just to reveal themselves. So I don't know anymore. I'm trying to to beat it and get past it. That's all I want now. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Triple Combo Gaming, how are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, I am doing pretty well. Been playing a ton of Elden Ring myself. Uh, started Tunic about a few days ago. So that's been my game session. Also Destiny per usual. So playing that a little bit too much still. Okay. And last but not least, the man who Mooch is trying to steal, which Mooch has to pay a tax. Sorry, but he just needs to pay a tax. Wise old gamer, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing well. They just started. Uh, we just started spring break down here, and just totally relaxed and everything. I whatever I do, I do give one hundred and fifty percent. So I've been married for eighteen years, and I've had my job. I've been teaching officially for about fifteen years, and my wife is like, "Why are you so invigorated with your job even after fifteen years? You don't have the same thing with our marriage." I said, "Yeah, because." My job is valuable. And she's like, what does your job have? What does your job do that uh, I don't? And I said, well, my job after 15 years still sucks. So there we go. Um, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, I'm sleeping in the dog's room tonight. Yeah, well, I am sleeping in the dog room tonight. That's why I'm happy I got my Switch and I am playing Triangle Strategy on that. Loving every every minute of it, so. That's what I'm doing right now. I I know what it's like to be in a doghouse. So, um, yeah, I try to avoid it. I mean, I I did the clothes before we uh, had the show tonight, so hopefully, not, you know, I won't get in too much trouble. Um, but anyway, uh, going on to our guest, <laughs> Mr. Timmy, we want to get to know you a little bit. Um, what is uh, basically your gaming background where did you start gaming what was like the first system in that what are your like top games uh something that you're addicted to maybe hopefully it's not elden ring right now um but uh you know stuff that you played in the past tell us about that well i think i started on the atari i think it was because i think my parents had that you know where you get the controller and you play that home game you know with the bats you know one where you plug it to your tv and then you have like the little joystick type controller to play the uh tennis game pong or whatever it's called 
Mm. And then, then we had a Commodore 64. Um, Used to like playing that quite a bit. Play the Rambo, Commando, um, a game called Kane, and a, f- and a few other games like Pink Panther, I think it was Pink Panther, or Yogi Bear, something like that. Okay. Paddington, like loads of those sort of games on the Commodore 64. And then we got SNES. And also had an Amiga 500 as well. And then I had a Mega Drive. And a PlayStation 1. And a PS2. And then played on Friends Xbox. And then played on another Friends 360. And then got hooked on that. Okay, we really want to know one console. We Sorry to jump, jump in. Did it, we know if you're a real gamer? Did you have an Ouya, or do you still oh, have one? Jesus! <laughs> Ignore him. Ignore him. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! I haven't heard that in God knows how long. Oh my god! Uh, sorry, sorry. I cut. I cut my off, Timmy. I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. I think it was um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Is the one game I got really hooked on. After I played at a friend's house, that's the one game that made me want to get a 360 and I got really hooked on. Played over 100 hours on that one. Dang. So how long did you walk around naked in Oblivion? Come on, nobody else did that? Nobody else walked around no. in Oblivion? I did. I, did. Well, you I did you just hard by that, but then you, yeah. as soon as you find armor, you just wear all that. Yeah, no, I just it was just really cool to set the level of difficulty really low where you're one-shotting like the soldiers with one hit and just just it was just weird. I mean, you know, I got I played the regular game loop and everything and then after a while I got kind of bored in the mid game, right? So I just said, "Okay, how weird is this going to be?" I just be- became this psycho who was running around butt naked around the world just killing people. So, you know, just you naked do an Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. Like people do an Elden Ring where they're the wretch and they run around with nothing on. I mean, you know, the lighter you are, the better your iframes or something like that. I mean, it was fun. I got to know. What is... Oh, Timmy, what is your preferred console? I mean, are you... Towards Xbox, PlayStation, even Nintendo and that stuff? Or are you just kind of like, I really don't care. Well, I just play the games wherever I can play the games. I mostly play Xbox now. Okay. But I have played other ones. But I mostly play Xbox. I've got a PlayStation, but I just get so hooked on the Xbox and never get around to playing it. <laughs> Uh, believe me, I know. I know the feeling about trying to get around to play video games. I do. Having a, a six-year-old and homework and all that other stuff, but I'm not even going to get into that. So, um, so it, like, uh, did you get into like uh, multiplayer games or, um, um, trying to think? Are you into? Uh, do you play any, like any of the battle Roy- battle royale ones? You know, like uh, Fortnite or Apex or anything like that. Or, or you just you like your um, story based games, that kind of stuff. I don't think I think I 
played a tiny bit of Fortnite, but I've never really got that far. And I just had a little go just to see what it was like. Played a fair bit of Apex a little while back. I haven't played that for a long time. I mostly like playing games like FIFA when you play pro clubs or multiplayer on Halo or on COD. And mostly games where you can always team up with someone else. I find it more fun sometimes when you got someone else with you because it stops you getting bored in some games. Like if you play like some overworld games, there's a lot of stuff to do in it. You get a bit bored when you do it on your own. Whereas if you got someone else there with you, you can fly for it quicker. Okay. Um. So okay, you're you're a big Halo uh, guy then. I've played a fair bit of Halo Infinite multiplayer, but. The other Halos I never played much of, apart from community game nights when we'd play Halo 5 or some of the Master Chief collection in custom games. Okay. But I never did the campaigns on the other ones. Uh, Does anybody else want to ask him a question? <gasps> Mr. Retro, how are you doing, sir? Ah, uh, Retro turned up. Yeah. Is... I'm here. I'm here. I'm just. I'm busy. Sorry. I'm busy. Um, no, it's okay. I got the time mixed up. I thought it was half eleven. We started now half ten. So sorry, my bad. No, no, it's I okay. Didn't tell you, didn't I? I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Got confused with the uh, the time change with the US. <laughs> yeah, man, it threw me. It threw. It's just. I think it's caught me out twice now so far. Hmm. Okay, I got a question for oh, our guest, a... and this is all seriousness. Um. What in the in the say in the past two years, what would you say was your most played game? Which game do you feel is like do you feel like one of the best games that you've played um in recent memory? Timmy. Uh, yeah. that was towards him, right? Yes, that was towards okay. him. So I got it. My question is, like, in the past couple of years, um, what would be your, like, AAA game? Like, the game that you say, okay, yeah, I've played, you've invested a lot of hours in, and you I just, enjoyed you um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What, what was so exciting about it? What made you sort of, like, go to uh, Odyssey that Valhalla didn't do, or some of the other games of that ilk have not done? The humor, the the characters, the way the game played. I did like you some of the stuff in the Valhalla, but I didn't, you didn't feel the game. Was, you didn't. You didn't feel the game was bloated. Like Odyssey, you didn't have to necessarily do everything in it, like with Valhalla. Like with Valhalla, to get some of the stuff, you got to complete all the annoying little challenges. You know, like the can challenges and all that stuff, which are quite tedious. Whereas in Odyssey, you didn't have to worry about any of that stuff, which made it a lot more enjoyable. So go back to it? You to, but you still go back to it, or are you pretty much done with that chapter and moving on? I did the um, DLCs on Valhalla, but I haven't done any of the ones on Odyssey. Hmm. Pretty cool. I was gonna. I did try and start them, but then I just got distracted with other games and then didn't get round to it. Hmm. 
So what I are you really playing now? A new game comes out, it keeps making you forget about other games you need to get back to, and then Elden Ring at the moment. Oh. And then probably when Tiny Tina's Wonderland comes out, I'll be hooked on that with my friend. <laughs> oh, when is that coming out? Isn't that the end of the month? In 25th. 25th, yeah. I thought it was pushed back from that, wasn't it? I, I read somewhere that they pushed it back another month or something. I could be wrong. I don't know. There's like delays all the time. So, I mean, I got it on reserve, but I don't know. Still I the 25th was... of March. Hmm. Cool. Well, that, More that money leads than into a question I for you. What, what's your most anticipated for this year? Is it that Tiny Tina game or is it something else? Probably f- oh. Starfield. I'm interested to see what that's going to be like. All right, I'm on the I'm on the train with you. I know we haven't seen gameplay or much of it, um, but I'm with you on that one. Starfield. Has anyone watched that new uh, Todd Howard interview about Starfield, about how they're going in and they're changing the dialogue trees, they're going back to their old school way of doing things and looking at character development and looking at how where the past of the character is coming from, mm-hmm. etc. I mean, I'm really oh, pumped yeah. up. With, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. I, I saw that video and still waiting for, you know, gameplay like everyone else, but it's still nice to have like some type of uh, details or information regarding the world and the universe they're building. So um, it, it was definitely interesting to hear. And it, that it, little it, gameplay snippet that was in, yeah, in with the game. robot. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, it's not like the gameplay we're waiting on, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and. It's more so I'm interested based off of what uh, this the information they've been giving out with the was it welcome to constellation and uh, some other small things have done like how they did the the art piece, but I'm just like I just want to see the gameplay before I'm like fully on board the hype train, but I do like what we're getting so far, but still, but yeah, I'm interested uh, to see more Redfall stuff as well. See what that's going to be like. At the risk of uh, alienating other people by saying his name. Um, I don't know if anyone has any uh, strong opinions either way of, of this guy, but Mr. Matty Play actually did a really good video breaking down uh, Todd's, uh, God Howard's um, video and talking about how it goes and correlates back to like Oblivion, like you're interested in. And he was uh, almost said, I think he said in the comments that it's more akin to, it's more oblivion in space or um daggerfall in space than it is um fallout in space. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I'll I'll definitely have to check it out because I think the biggest reference I recall is when you were speaking about like the dialogue system and how there was a little mini game in Oblivion where you're trying to persuade people and they're referencing how they're making a new they're expanding on that with Starfield. But in terms of like the actual gameplay or design approach, uh See which one is ble- or borrowing more from. Do you think we're he- heading into an era where now, since basically all of the major uh, Western RPG developers are under the same house, that we're going back to hardcore RPGs as opposed to more streamlined, more mass appeal RPGs? Or do you- what do y'all think? This is for the whole panel. Hmm. Uh, 
I personally can't really speak on that. Um, I didn't really play more of the older hardcore RPGs, referencing specifically to the Elder Scrolls series. I really picked it up with Oblivion and Skyrim. I tried Morrowind, but I have a friend that he was the same with me with playing Oblivion, and then he went back to Morrowind. He was really saying that it was a lot more, uh, it was a lot more detailed and in depth when it comes to the RPG uh, aspects of it. So. Um, I guess my answer would be I would like to see a bit more uh, in-depth to it, because I know for some people, I love Skyrim, but I know some people say that Skyrim was a lot more streamlined, and it, it lost a lot of a depth to it. So if they if we do go that approach, that'll be interesting to see, I guess. Yeah, I'll add in. I'm, I'm kind of like him on that. I uh, haven't played the super old ones. Um, but I think they're going to try. They're going to make an attempt with Starfield, and I think um, Avow will probably be somewhere in the middle, and uh, maybe maybe uh, Outer Worlds too will be. I mean, it's going to be Outer Worlds too, so we kind of know what to expect from them. And I think the most easiest to approach will probably be Fable because Fable's never been least deep, from my opinion, deep RPG like uh, something like that. So I think that'll be the most approachable. I suppose it depends on how they go about Fable. Will they make it like the original ones with the humor and stuff like that, or whether they do something different with it? Mm-hmm. At least when it comes to Fable, I'm hoping, don't want to turn this to a Fable podcast, but kind of hoping they do add depth to the combat, because I remember playing Fable 2 and Fable 3, I'm just like, the combat was a lot simple. I know you had your mixture of spells, like you could have fire in one hand, a sword spell in the other, and combine them, but it just didn't really have that in-depth approach to the combat and everything else so uh fable would be one of those games where i hope they borrow from or look into earlier rpgs in the gaming space and really expand on the depth of fable of course you want to keep it familiar to fans but still add more to it since it's kind of a soft reboot of sorts so still you know make it a little better than what was with the previous trilogy i suppose with um different people work on it they might do it a little bit different keep some the same but then add their own twist to it mm-hmm. well i think uh with the success of elden ring i mean when i see elden ring and how much po- how popular it is it reminds me it harkens back to back in the old nes days when the legend of zelda first came out i, rem- I mean there was of course back in the day no internet or anything so the schoolyard and the lunchrooms were basically what twitter is and youtube is now and like people are asking, okay, so how did you get this? Oh, did you find this? I did. How did you get this? So, and I think Elden Ring as does well with that. Oh, how did you beat this boss? Do you know that in this remote corner of the world there's this thing or whatever? Or how did you kill this dragon that seems to be coming out of nowhere? And blah 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 blah. And it really gives me encouragement that there is an appetite in mass media right now for something that is this in depth. Um, I know. It's not PC to talk about this, but sometimes I mean I remember I came back I came from back in the day coming uh playing D and D and D and D was like hyper focused on all of these stats and all of these things and I mean when we played Western RPGs that's really what it harkened back to and it sort of went away like with Fable as you were talking about the 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 overarching. The, the sum is greater than the piece of it, than all of its parts, right? I mean, the overall game of Fable and Fable 2 were great, but like, for example, fighting, I felt the fighting was kind of floaty and everything. But hopefully people look at Elden Ring and what they're doing right, and uh, especially 
you know, companies like, for example, Obsidian, NXIL, um, Bethesda, your RPGs guys, and saying, okay, well, you, look, this shows that there is an appetite out there for a really immersive and engrossing RPG with a lot of mechanics going on at the same time. And I just hope that they use that. And I think if they, if Starfield comes off as what they're intending to be a hyper, a true RPG back of from Bethesda's days of yore, I think it would do very well. So yeah, I'm hope I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for the game, even though I've not seen anything yet. So I think they might show you something this summer. I think. What they were oh yeah, that's that's the plan. The E3 time or season, that, that's the plan for uh, Bethesda. And then uh, we'll get it when the the release date is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually how they handle it. They'll have the gameplay shown a few months before the game actually comes out. So uh, I, as I said, I'm not like 100% hype trained yet, but I have confidence and it'll be in it doing well. I've been seeing some people say like, oh man, we haven't seen anything. What does this mean? It's like, that's kind of how they usually do this stuff. So nothing to really be concerned about is this. Still just waiting to actually see it is all it is really. It makes you more excited for it if you don't yeah. see it. Because then you, whereas if they keep showing loads of stuff and showing it, then by the time it comes out, you sort of lost. You've seen everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the console that they're going to make, the limited edition Xbox Series X or Series S console that they're going to make in honor of Starfield that nobody can buy unless they are some scalper living in somewhere with a bot. So, yeah. yeah but it'll or, be nice to see it, though. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I'm not picking one up, but I got the Halo uh, special edition. I got lucky because a friend of mine's bought it. He was like, I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll buy it off you. But, you know, good luck for people. Trying to get one if they do put a special edition out there because uh, three times yeah, my, as much probably. My Halo went all the way to Atlanta and then got Ooh. lost by UPS. So, yeah. Oh my god! S- yeah. Since you, <laughs> since you actually sat there and said Halo, uh, I wanted to get to one of the good, uh, the quick topics, uh, which is Halo, and I got this off of Twitter, so I, I wanted to find out from you guys because Mister Inferno already knows what I'm talking about, but I'm going to bring it up on uh, the screen and that's the wrong one. That's the YouTube, but um, this comes from, this is, it was a tweet and I don't know if this is real or what, but it's a halo ticket Two, and it says Xbox players, PlayStation players, halo infinite is coming to PS five later this year. And there's apparently there's there's a, a story here. I can hey, where, come on. Where is that at? Um, let me see. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can uh, bring up my screen so you guys can actually see this. I need if, the sauce to see where this is coming from because I'm sauce. like. <laughs> Let's see here. Here we go. I highly doubt they would put Halo on PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what I wanted to. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something they not... were going to do it. They would have already done it by now. But it goes Halo Infinite. In light of recent events, we wanted to iter- yeah iterate that our community is our number one focus. Halo has always been a message about blurring lines that divide us. So today we are announcing Halo Infinite will be releasing on PS5 and PS4. Later this year, currently our team is all hands on deck working on this port so that we can grow and reach our new community of gamers. 
Pre-order today to get exclusive Aloy-inspired skin <laughs> for your Spartan PS4, uh, PS5. Yeah, right. Someone's taking a piss. So, <laughs> so I, uh... I haven't gone to see about uh, pre-ordering it, um, but I doubt that you can. So I wanted well, to actually. I'm sure there'd be videos on YouTube about it if it was true, because normally yeah, I... and everyone does loads of YouTube videos, and I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Do you want me to pop a pinata for you, Dom? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those news where it's such a huge thing to do that a whole bunch of news sites would have been all over this. So I'm not really convinced. And it, again, it sounds like someone's just taking a piss out of things and made their own little. Hosts. All these PlayStation guys are cool with you. You tell me there wouldn't hold spaces? Come on. Yes, you know, they'd be all over Right there. Everybody. Why? I mean, even Xbox University, everybody would hold a space. Like, well, oh well, my God. Well, well, I mean, that, over here. Oh, when um, they bought Bungie, they reckon they were going to get hated, but, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're censored. The, the woman that uh, everybody has sat there, I think uh, Kid Smooth sat there and said she has gigantic feet, uh, Marlis. Oh, you mean Molly's? Yep. Yeah, she goes, no thanks. And Sinister V said, we don't want no Xbox stench. So I don't, I don't, there, there's no way. So, there's no way. If you go into the account and you look into the description of like who they are, it's a parody account. Okay. <laughs> they That's got what I you. That's why I've, yeah. I, I just, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is, this can't be. This can't yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. 24-7 <laughs> leaks parody satire. Like, like I said, this is not like the exact same example, but in terms of just how big it would be is like when they acquire Bethesda. If this news came out that Xbox's biggest franchise is going on PlayStation, everybody would be talking about it. And so I'm just like, there's no way. I haven't heard a peep until today, so I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, plus, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, guys like J-Dub and... and um... Uh, oh my God! Who are so uh, Jay Bari, Persona? All those guys, they they would have they would have been covering the crap out of this. I mean, there's no way they would have never let this go, never let this go. So, um, I just I just wanted to bring that up because I I wanted to ask ask you guys, is anybody going to be watching the Halo TV show? Does anybody have Paramount? And here's the thing. And I retweeted, I think it was today or yesterday. Um, if you do have Xbox Game Pass, as of the 23rd, you can get 30 days of Paramount Plus free with your Xbox Game yeah, Pass. That, that's that's the American thing, isn't it? Uh, it it is. Website. I'll have to look hey. more into it. Damn it, man. But, the, the, hey, yeah, I want to watch it. Anybody else want to watch it? Anybody else interested in it? Wait, so is it, what was that, is it in America as well, or I uh, misheard that? Um, is it Paramount American thing? Uh, yes. It, yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's just America, but this deal might be. Um, I'm curious, my friend, uh, Anchorman, he uh, already subscribed, and he, he will allow me to get on his account and see it. But oh. um, I kind of wish they did HBO or something else that I've already yeah, got. Was like Netflix or you know yeah, Hulu yeah. or something. I was like Paramount Plus. What is? <laughs> I don't even have. Yeah. So um, yeah, with it going to Game Pass, I already got Game Pass. Uh, I might check it out. So see what it's about. 
more so probably wait for reviews because I've seen a lot of was it topics regarding them not looking at the games. So and it's supposed to be like a non-canon story. So I'm kind of like, eh, I'm gonna wait for the reviews come out and see if it's worth watching or is it like a terrible what's the C4 CGI effects or something like that. So I'll I'll see. But, whether everyone yeah. made about the fact that Katana doesn't look blue. It, I, I will say, <laughs> that is a little weird to me, <laughs> because I'm just like, I, I can't recall exactly what they said in terms of their reasoning, but I know my initial response is like, that's that's odd, because I'm just like, just put a blue filter or whatever, however you do it, and there you go, but we'll see, we'll see. Triple, just- um, uh, sorry, Wise, I'm going to say this real quick, and then you can go ahead. Um, this It comes from Gay pa- Game Pass Counter. And it says, uh, perks, members subscribe to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate can get 30 days of Paramount Plus for free starting March 23rd, the day before the new Halo TV series debuts exclusively on the service. And it Mm -hmm. has uh, GamePassCounter.com to go to. But uh, um, I'm looking at a post right now by John, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but he's the senior community uh, manager at 343, and uh, he shared it. So, yeah, I... Yeah, I got gotcha. I just want to say off that whole thing about that that parody account. If that news was true, you're not. I mean, I'm not even worried about the PlayStation fanboys. You know, starting to laugh at Xbox fanboys, whatever. That's just a bunch of BS, anyways. But considering how how bereft of content we have right now for Halo, right now there's just it's just like a silence ever since the game came out officially. If they came out and said, oh, yeah, we're working on a PlayStation version of our game, I swear to you, God, all these Xbox guys would go in and probably bum rush 343 Industries and burn it to the ground. And like, yeah. yeah. The game is already, I mean, I haven't been on it for a while now because of reasons specifically Elden Rinkoff. But no, it would be kind of like, yeah, we're kind of trying to get season two out of the, out there in terms of season one. By the way, we're making a PlayStation for I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah. Bill Spencer will have to private his account that day. <laughs> he'd have to go to yeah, he'd have to go to Ukraine. No, he, say, it's probably safer there for me. <laughs> no, Bill would just put like a tweet out and it says where we all play, we all win or something like that. I forgot his specific quote and he'll just have handshake with PlayStation or something. <laughs> well, well, according to uh, with the video, I've uh, with the movie, the the TV show coming out. There's been the, the normal people who hate every adaptation just ranging on it right now. You got game uh, geeks and gamers, and you got nerd erotic. They're all talking about how it's going to be woke or it's going to be whatever, and how the biggest thing that they're talking about is showing Master Chief without his helmet, which I think they actually showed in the previews uh, without with him taking off his helmet. I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, as hey, to me, as long as they show Cortana in her in her hey. birthday suit, I'm good. That's all. That's all they need to do for me. If that's not going to happen, then I, that it's it it's in the bushes for me. <laughs> so. It's in the bushes. Yeah. Oh man, no, I, I get you. Um, I mean. Yeah, you got so many different animations and books. So seeing this one being different from the main games, I'm just like, that's not a huge issue. But I'm still just looking at it as respecting the established lore. Again, it's apparently it's non-canon, so we'll see how that works. But uh, respecting the lore and just like the effects and the story overall itself, I, th- I think then they have a 
a series centered around Spartan Locke and Oni or something like that. And all, all I know is that any live action Halo I've heard of referencing again to Oni and Locke, I believe that was the thing. It hasn't done too well. So the their push for some type of show hasn't been successful before. So you know you are working with a bad history. So we'll we'll see we'll see because I I remember way back in the mid Xbox One era, if not before, when they were pushing like TV TV TV, and I was like, we're gonna do Halo TV and silence. And now they got a new Halo TV. I'm just like, okay. Didn't they have Steven Spielberg coming on? Yep. I think on the Xbox announcement for the Xbox One that hey, yeah, I'm making the TV show or making yeah. the movie or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. So. Well, in general, making. Uh, movie or TV show adaptations of games are challenging. I mean, think about it this way, right? Would you watch a Halo TV show that was just a retelling of the fall of reach or Halo one or Halo two or Halo three or Halo, any of the Halos, right? I mean, for us as gamers, we'd be bored. We're like, we, we know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they, any company, anybody making a adaptation off of a video game plays with that double edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. You can't do the same story, but then if you dive, dive, uh, go far away, you know, go too far away, you get, you uh, risk alienating the fans who are the primary people you're trying to elicit Mm -hmm. with this show. So, yeah, I mean, this goes to with Last of Us 2, with the Last of Us series and all that stuff. Richard pulled it off well, but uh, just because they did, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and I think, uh, at least when it comes to the Halo situation, it's kind of unique compared to, like, The Last of Us specifically, since, you know, they're making a TV show with that. Is because there's so much source to to go from, you know, um, I think the biggest issue a lot of people had when it came to Halo 5, for example, is when they introduced Blue Team out of nowhere. And there's uh, a lot of people saying, well, you have to read the books to know who Blue Team is. And I'm just saying, if you guys use like TV shows or animated shows to tell stories from the books, because it's one thing to take, like you said, we've already played through Halo 1 story, 2, 3, and Reach. But, you know, taking books and turning it into a movie or a show, that's a lot more appealing. And you can expand the lore out to people who, such as myself, only touch the games. I don't read any of the books. I never watch any of the shows. So that's why when I hear about the story and they're like, it's non-canon, it's a different story or something like that. I'm just like, you guys could pull from the books to expand on lore that was mentioned or hinted at in previous Halo games and go from there. But with most TV series they do nowadays, they never quite follow the canon or the, the books or anything properly. Mm-hmm. Because they did that with like Game of Thrones, The Last Kingdom. They've done it slightly different to how it is in the books. One thing, one aspect I would definitely be interested Which in, is even a if bit it is different from the books as well. So, well, one aspect that I would definitely be interested in seeing, even if it's not canon, is the whole Spartan program. Um, mm-hmm. With the first Spartan program, how they were just abducting children of different with genetic markers and stuff, and Put, pretty much putting them through hell, you know, and basically having the kids that didn't make the cut just literally die out. That would be a uh, a fascinating story to tell, even if it wasn't non-canon, if they took their own spin on it, if you will. That would be interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, if they did that, I would definitely be on board. So, mm-hmm. so no, I totally agree. So uh, as long as what makes a good show a good show is there and respecting the lore, I guess that's the main thing. Um, I know I never I haven't watched the Uncharted film, but it's just like small things like how Tom Holland. I'm just like that's not really good Nathan Drake actor. I would say just from appearance or how 
uh, that has Sully. <laughs> but it was just, well, who is that? Mark Wahlberg? And he was like, no mustache. I'm just like, come on, guys. It's small things you could do just to make it accurate enough, but doesn't have to retell the games, so to say. So. As long as they don't make uh, Master Chief a good guy or pro- propose that he is a good guy for seven seasons, and then in the eighth season, because of a bell ringing, he goes AWOL and brain, uh, blows up Earth. I'm, I'm okay with it, you know. Sorry, yeah. Game of Thrones references. <laughs> yeah. And they, make you, they build it up as if, like, you know, you can have it so, you know, John's, like, the hero or something, and then it completely turns out opposite to what <laughs> Exactly, yeah. He blows up the Earth and stuff, so it's like, yeah. Uh, I want to, since everybody, uh, gave their piece, I went, I wanted to actually jump into this little, um, sh- uh, quick story. And I wanted to ask, uh, Retro on this, if, uh, Retro's there. Cause I saw him tweeting and that stuff about it to social today. Uh, it's about the Gran Turismo microtransactions. And what was it? It was offline for 30 hours, almost 30 hours or something like that. 30 hours. Yeah. Uh... It's not an issue with the microtransactions. It's an issue with um, them cutting the credits a bit for some of the more easier races to grind. Uh, the cut payments. And then with it being all online, basically we couldn't do nothing with the game other than play like arcade mode. Couldn't save, couldn't do anything for 30 hours near enough. So they need to do something about it. I've, I've tweeted as much as I can, you know what I mean? They're not really going to listen to me. I'm a fucking nobody, but I've done my bit, man. I called a light on it. I tweeted yeah, away. If that was an Xbox game that happened to, there'd be so much stuff going on about it, where they'd be full-on taking the mick. And, yeah, yeah 100%. Because it's a PlayStation that, game, I know. They won't send anything about it being down for that yet. Well, that's why I called it out, because I'm a PlayStation fan, not a PlayStation fanboy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um... It was just like crazy how people were, you know, hey, cat ears in Halo. But when it comes to Gran Turismo, it's a little not as much coverage as I would have expected. But, you know, I had people choose what they want to speak about. Well, I think Grant, I'm going to say a hot take here. And if nobody likes it, well, so be it. I think there's just yeah. this huge thing about how Gran Turismo is not what everyone thought it would be. Graphics wise, etc. Grand. It's not. Yeah. It's a bullshit with the graphics. I'll stop this bullshit now. The game is beautiful, beautiful. Anybody telling you it's not beautiful? Clearly, are either blind or they're messing with the images. Because I'm telling you now, the game is gorgeous to look at, and it runs almost flawlessly. I mean, you actually have to actually stress the game to make it diff. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a nice looking game, and it's lovely to play. But there's issues, mm-hmm. and they need addressed. They need addressed. The it feels like now it, it didn't feel like this when it launched, but it now feels like they are trying to push it towards buying those credits. And that, that, I, I'm not liking that. Yeah, at all. That's, good old yeah that's terrible. For, it's too yeah, much. In a made game, like yeah, it's that's... too much. Yeah, I, I think I'm so most... angry and disappointed. It's ridiculous. You don't understand, man. They've turned one of my favorite games into just a money making thing, and I don't like it. I do not. Uh, like I, it. I, I, I get you. I get you. It's um just real quick, like with Devil May Cry Five. I think the best when it was first revealed that they will have like some type of microtransactions where you could buy red orbs to speed up the levering process. They yeah. did it in a sense that I played the game and I never felt like I needed to go and buy you know, in-game purchases just to level up faster or level up at a uh, 
good amount of speed, I would feel. Like, I unlock mostly everything in the game. I never purchase anything. So it does suck to hear that, you know, they're now, and it's a paid product, but they're trying to push people towards spending real-world money. And it's just like, that's but, not... Don't, don't get me wrong. The payouts are still good and stuff and all the prizes and stuff. But just with the way they changed the, the credit system there, it just feels a little bit like they are trying to push people, maybe. Maybe they're expecting more people to take it up or something, and they haven't. I don't know, but... Wasn't there yeah. something that somebody, that there was like some kind of an exploit or something like that, that uh, they were farming it or, or whatever, and they, they that's why yeah, they wanted to change see, it too? This is, see, to me, that excuse doesn't make sense because that's the way people have always played Gran Turismo. You find a good event that's easy enough to grind, and you grind it to get the car that you want. So yeah, with every game, everyone's trying to find exploits mm-hmm. and ways of making the game yeah. easier. Yeah. So yeah, kind of just limiting that a little bit. Okay. Uh, since you're a big fan of this, how much, um, just optics-wise and everything else, how much would it have it changed your perception of this game if they had, like, announced their Spartacus, you know, subscription platform and made Gran Turismo the first game, like, of their thing that, oh, yeah, if you get this, you eat whatever tier you want, whatever tier you get, you get Gran Turismo. And then they still kept the microtransactions in there, you know, kind of like for, uh, Forza Horizon, if you will, right? So what do you think, how do you think that would be would have been received uh, differently than compared to, like, right now, where I paid, like, $80 for the game, because I wanted the steelbook, and I still have to pay microtransactions. You don't have to pay microtransactions. That's the thing. You well, don't yeah, have I mean, to I'm pay not... those credits. You just now have to grind more than you would have. Yeah, which is, but, you but know, what do you think that approach instead, though, instead of buying, releasing a like uh, a seventy dollars standalone game, ha- having that go into their streaming, well, their uh, online, their subscription service, and then you know just charging microtransactions. What do you think would have been your perception of the game then? Um, I don't know. It depends. What would the content look like? Are we getting what we're getting now for paying? I mean, you know what I mean. We've got to remember that it is games as a service type game. The way it's yeah. Well, that's the way they've done it with Gran Turismo Sport, but. The thing is, all of the DLC, all of the add-ons, everything was free. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm not sure if they're going to do that with Gran Turismo 7 or not. I don't know what they're going to do. Do you know what I mean? It's, but it's not a good look. It's not a good look, regardless of whether you actually have to buy those microtransactions or not. It looks like they're pushing you into it. Now, I'm not in any way a former expert, but I heard somewhere that, like, if you bought all of the microtransactions, it would be, like, $400 or something like that. Am I, am I wrong with that assessment or something? I don't know what the total would be. It lets you buy every car in the game, I think. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You would have to add it up. But, like I say, that's kind of... That's going to the extremes of what the, the issue actually is. Do you know what I mean? The issue isn't that you actually have to get the uh, microtransactions. The issue is that you're now having to grind a little bit harder because of the scene. The people are able to amass so much money so easily. So it almost feels like they want you to buy those. You know what I mean? And see, I think that there, there's also a problem with the optics in that regard too, right? Because we as gamers and all we are so now accustomed to games having microtransactions, but 
the problem I think that most people have is that, yeah, you're saying that these microtransactions are not necessary, but when anyone sees that a game has microtransactions, especially casual gamers, like I, I, I mean, I'm nowhere near like a, an avid Gran Turismo player, nor am I an avid uh, Forza Horizon player. But when I see that it has microtransactions, immediately like what comes to my mind is like, oh my God, I got to get this in addition to you know, buying the game. So I, I, I think the the best com- comparison is, I believe, with Assassin's Creed when it had the microtransactions that were like uh, boosting to level up faster. The issue a lot of people had was that it felt like they were throttling the XP, or in this case, the amount of credits you gain to push you towards the microtransaction. So it's, it, I think developers really need to find like that fine line between. How how fast do we want players to progress through the game to unlock content or cars to level up? Exactly. Without... It's, it's not any... Sorry, I don't mean to, to interrupt you. It's not, it's not the issue that they want to make more money with these microtransactions. It's, it's more the issue of it should be completely optional and it shouldn't get in the way of the game itself, mm-hmm. especially if you're paying money for it, man. Like... I am really disappointed. I love the game, and like I said, to play it, it's brilliant. But just a couple of these moves are feeling a little bit like mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think and it's disappointing. It's, and I think the fact that it's coming out so close to the juggernaut that's Elden Ring, I think it's the popularity has become muted. I mean, I still think it's going to be part. It's going to be. It's going to sell. Said that about GT Sport. Said that about GT Sport. It didn't. You know what I mean? Gran Turismo is still Sony's biggest IP. You know what I mean? Biggest selling IP. It's still popular. It's still going to sell. But it's going to drop off very quickly if they don't sort this issue out. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the regular sport players won't play it. Maybe they should have waited. Maybe they should have yeah, exactly. You know, to release the microtransaction stuff, like release the base game, whatever you normally want to do, mm-hmm. and then maybe a few months later saying, okay, well, we're going to introduce a microtransaction situation or something like that to help people who do not want to sit there and grind. And um, yeah, yeah, that's what that's, I think would be yeah. better. For yeah, them. and uh, like I said, just referencing again with Devil May Cry and Assassin's Creed, they have those shortcut microtransactions, if you will, but again, is this a balance of making sure those that don't want to buy it, they don't feel like their progress is being exactly. hindered because it was like, hey, you know, I don't want to I earn enough because I'm, I don't want to say like too dedicated, I don't, you know, how many hours you want to put in, but I shouldn't feel like I have to turn into a second job to get exactly. what I want per se because, you know, hey, we'd rather you buy the microtransactions instead. So it's, it's just finding that balance to respect the player. But for, you know, Jim, who's probably got enough money to say, I don't want to put as much hours. I just want it now. I can. But if Joe wants to play naturally, he can feel like he's getting it at a good pace and not being pushed towards what he doesn't want to pay extra for. So didn't for you guys, didn't it drop like a point on Metacritic? Because supposedly Sony was uh, holding back the microtransactions after um, the reviews exactly. came yeah, out and that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not what happened at all. The microtransactions they knew about, they just didn't know the pricing. Yeah, that I, was it. Yeah, okay. was it? And correct me, uh, was it something along the lines also? It's like there were, but the prices went up after launch? Or it, Yes, it, that's so. it. That's exactly what it was, yes. The, they knew they were in there, but they didn't know the prices. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, the main thing, too, is that if Sony's pushing, as you know, as they said before, they want to have more uh, live service games, they hopefully take the Gran Turismo situation and really learn from that. Because it's, I can see now why people have the knee-jerk reactions, like we don't want no live service games because of these shady practices when it comes to the games. And if you're doing this type of stuff in a paid game, should they go towards like a free-to-play model for certain games, then it makes you wonder how bad that's going to be, you know, so... I'm just hoping that they uh, take our issues on board and maybe even continue to give us free DLC like they have for the last five years. You know what I mean? What I'm worried about is the optics or the precedence that this sends up because this is a very slippery slope. Um, because yeah, it is. Gran-, Gran Turismo is one of their pillars it has always been since it came out in the playstation uh two days and what i'm worried about is like what is the likelihood of them injecting these uh albeit optional microtransactions in their next tentpole for example god of war or something like that you know and that's yep. what that's the that's the thing that i worry about you know can yeah. i let, exactly what i worry about too let me let me ask you guys a question and i um, I heard this on another podcast. Uh, it might have been uh, perhaps show or something like that. But they were talking about the the whole microtransactions and uh, companies putting this in there to help their other developers and and you know their their company out and that. And then you have that's the reason why. Let's just say the returnal thing with the co-op and the the uh, DLC it's free for you is it is the microtransactions for these games is that really helping out i mean do you guys actually really think it does help out to give you free stuff later on that's why they're charging you I these microtransactions just, i think they're just like catching the whales return all the mm-hmm. games for march and for playstation plus Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone uh, did a tweet showing that so, Returnal was part of the games for March for PS Plus. So. No, it wasn't Returnal. It was um, it was the Legends uh, multiplayer mode, the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's so I guess how can I put it? It sounds to me we've seen that kind of before. Uh, this was kind of referencing towards I think it was Fallout seventy six. How they were trying to say we will have microtransactions, but because of the microtransactions, you know, DLC is going to be free moving forward. Uh, I am I can understand that for a specific game from the same developer. What I don't think I understand is if hey, if The Last of Us has microtransactions, then money coming in through The Last of Us can afford free stuff for uh, Returnal, for example. That you speak up. That's because I mean, like at that point, it's just money coming into the business overall. Uh, does it have to be microtransactions? Can it just be sales from games in general? So that's the part that I'm, I'm kind of like, eh, it's more money overall, yeah, but do you need you know microtransactions in game A to offer free content and B if they're both selling well? I don't know. I don't know the optics and how much money they got, but yeah. Well, the reality is that you know everyone listening to this podcast, every everybody on the panel here, where you can we would comfortably call classify ourselves as hardcore, and for us microtransactions might as well be the bubonic plague, right? We avoid it, like, at all costs. And we don't think highly of games that do have it. However, if you're looking at my kids' generation, that's what they're used to. That's 
you know, if you look at Fortnite, Apex, all of these top tier games that are they're playing and making a godly amount of money with, this is what they for them, this is what games are. This is what gaming is, right? They never came from like for me back in the day with the NES, you got the game and that's it, right? So for you know, that's what I believe that Sony is catering to, like these kids who have grown up around microtransactions. So for them, I don't think the optics is bad because this is just what they're used to. But for people like us, yeah, that's it's like, oh my God, how are you? Why are you destroying our game? And um, to be honest with you, I don't think Sony cares about us. I think so, and neither does Microsoft, neither does Nintendo to that to that extent. They, the they want money, yeah. and neither they should they. Money. Money. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like Retro was saying, they're, they're companies. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I think this is just a ploy to get more money. If you need to think they're doing it to help you, then that's that's the way they're going to get in your pockets. Didn't they make their money from exactly. the, uh, the charging they, this, upgrades, didn't they? they, they yeah, because number one. <laughs> like, they sell the most. They, they do... I mean, well, you know, sometimes it flips with Switch sometimes, but you know what I'm saying. They're the top leading platform for selling games. So if you want to believe that, no, they don't They don't need the extra money. They just want to get some extra money because there is money to be made in multiplayer games and, and online microtransactions. Um, we didn't, we, you didn't need to get microtransactions to get the Ghost of Tsushima thing or the Returnal thing. But if you want to go with that, they'll just get more money out to you. I do want to shout out the PlayStation community. Um, I've been noticing people have been calling them out for not only microtransaction, but the fact that um, the server's been down. So shout out to you guys for actually keeping it, uh, keeping it a buck, you guys. And this is how it will affect change in the industry. Hopefully they learn from this in a positive way and not to... Uh, Definitely a microtransaction thing, not to do that so much in the future this way. And mm-hmm. more so maybe a Destiny way where it's more like content, like raids and more extra content you want to see, like maps, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so you guys are saying that, and you pounced on Sony a little bit. I wanted to bring this up real quick. Because I can't believe we're already an hour into this. We haven't even gotten to the major topics yet. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, shoot the uh, the other topics away, the short ones. We're just going to go into the major ones. But I wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, on For uh, Microsoft, this is coming from Windows Central. It seems that Microsoft is removing direct Xbox to Twitter clip sharing permanently. A new... Flow added to the share charm encourages you to share clips from your smartphone, adding an extra step in removing a feature Xbox has had for years. So I wanted to get you guys uh, your take on that, and then we're going to move on to the major ones then. Anybody really care about it? I mean, does it really hurt anybody? Um, I, I, I think it's terrible. I don't know their reasoning behind the scenes, but just, you know, outside looking in, uh, it's a terrible choice because uh, what – for example, when I was playing Yakuza, it was kind of nice to just take a clip, trim it down real quick, and pop it to my Twitter. Uh, simple, easy, and to hear that, hey, yeah, now you got to... Because I think um, my I have my Xbox set up to where it doesn't auto-upload my content to the Xbox Live server. So um, if I have to clip it, upload it, open my phone, send it to Twitter, I'm just like, you're adding extra steps, and I don't see any proper benefit from it. Uh, that's 
the simplest way for me to look at it is that if you're taking away something that works, just to make it more complex, and if I'm not benefit, benefiting from it, from anything uh, noticeable, then I'm just not a fan for you changing things. Uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's not like the biggest thing in the world, but it's still just a inconvenience when something's already working from my perspective. You know, I like using the uh, share button uh, oh, yeah. for the Twitter and all that stuff. I I thought it was just it just made it so much easier and and everything. Now. You know, I'm not going to worry about sharing anything if I got to do an extra step. And mm-hmm. I, I don't. I want to avoid my phone. You know, that's the whole point of me going and, you know, playing on the Xbox. I want to avoid my phone if I can just do it right on me my Xbox. That's what I want to do. I mean, I could do it on the, the PlayStation. Leave it. Leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It works. Today. Did, uh, in the article, did they mention why, or they're just doing it and just calling it a day or something like that? It says, uh, latest Xbox Insider ring removes Twitter sharing. Xbox game DVR takes a step back. Um, let me see here. Uh, best ever. Uh, I would have to actually read this before I would do anything. But okay. you guys go yeah, ahead and it's... talk. I'll bring something up here. Okay, uh, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but it's yeah. it's just, you know, people have already mentioned how the PlayStation version of, you know, the capturing footage and uploading is better, the quality is better. So it's just another one of those things they can add to that PlayStation does better, you know, and they're trying to, mm. again, you have this feature already in place, and it's simple, and removing it just to make it more complex with no noticeable benefit from the user experience that's where I'm just like, well, why? Like, it it just doesn't make any sense for to me. It's you're I, actually bringing that up because it says uh, one of the biggest annoyances with the uh, Series X and S platform pertains to the Xbox uh, game DVR. Uh, the DVRs have far a bit behind the competition with clump, uh, clunky editing features, slow performance, and poor file management. So that it might go into the DVR thing. I don't know. I hear a lot of people complaining about it, but. I don't know who I cut off I, right there. I know Jason Ronald. He was on the Iron Lords podcast, and he I said their, yep. their biggest thing this year is to fix that whole DVR issue that they're having. Isn't it also like kind of hard to stream directly from your Xbox, whereas like you can stream directly from PlayStation? I mean, I, I that's don't stream the one directly thing from, so that know. people do not. And th- that's the listen. I- I'm not going to jump on on other podcasters and that. But when you hear, you sit there and you hear, oh, the Xbox is just so much further ahead. It's like, yeah, but wait a minute. Uh, you guys are complaining about DVR, but yet I can stream, I can cut video, I can make videos from my PS5. I don't need. See, here's the thing. You have to go out and buy a capture card to to do your streaming and that stuff. You buy a PS5, it's already built into it. So I don't have to worry about doing Twitch or, t- or Twitter. And I, But then I did hear, and qu- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you can download the app from Twitch, put it on your Xbox, and you can do it through that d- streaming. But uh, Yeah, you can stream on your Xbox uh, till Twitch. To but Twitch, people okay. want it to YouTube, though, as well. They don't have that yet. But that, okay. that's that's the thing, and like I said, with the videos and all that that stuff too, it's like, hey, you know what? Okay, well, well, whatever. The thing that that blows my mind with this whole debate with DVR game stream and all this stuff is that Microsoft, with how 
engrossed they are into basically i hate using this word but into the metaverse with like their their um they're like you know they're everybody like phil spencer jason ronald everyone there all of their man all those people they're on twitter they're on youtube they're doing all these things so they have a lot of knowledge with what content what people are doing with their content and they've always been behind the eight ball when it comes to allowing average gamers to upload their shot screenshots share their videos i mean it took them this to this generation to be able to add a simple button on the controller to share everything. I mean, PlayStation was doing that with the PS4 and the one didn't have that option. I mean, you did, you had to press the Xbox button and share and like that, but it was never as easy as it was for PlayStation. And, and, and it doesn't, it blows my mind what these higher ups at Xbox are doing when, you know, you got this other company doing it in spades and much better than you are. And here you are like all on social media, all on Twitter and stuff. And you are like making it almost really difficult to do well, this and i just never understood the logic behind that what wise isn't it isn't it uh, kind of weird that uh, people sit there and say which we're going to get to the to the one person that has sat there and said that sony is so far behind the eight ball with xbox on subscription services but then you, you get it it's it's that's why i don't understand just be it just be a gamer i mean if you can afford both consoles and that Go get both, and then you'll have the best of both worlds. You'll never have a complaint whatsoever because you'll have both of them. They both have their their uh, you know their goods and their bads. You know their wants and and that stuff. So, I um, that's why I if I can I try to afford both. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, does anyone yeah, else? Have, just, go ahead. Oh, me. I have something to say. It, it, it's a step backwards. I think if Jason Ronald, if we could take him by his word, if their plan is to make it better, I hope that's the reason why they took it off so they could replace it with something better. Something, I mean, like I've, I've come out and said, like, hey, this take what Sony did, it copied at this point. Because when I got my PS5, that was one of the pluses. I was like, oh, man, I actually enjoy sharing clips this way. I, I, and on my Xbox, I, you know, I didn't even know I could share directly to Twitter. I've always done it through the phone app, but they shouldn't take that away um, from the Xbox unless they're going to replace that. And then I don't know why, I don't know if there's something with Google. Uh, I think Jess Gordon said that with the whole YouTube thing. Like, why can't I share it to YouTube? Like, that, that should be simple. Like, there's something going on with them and Google. Like, uh, we don't. We don't, we don't mess with Microsoft. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's backwards. It's weird. The only plus, and this is reaching, the only plus in this whole situation, if this is what they're going to do for the foreseeable future indefinitely, the only plus I see in all of this is that, you know, typing, like, okay, you share something to Twitter, typing on the on-screen keyboard off of your Xbox is arduous at best right it takes a long time so like if you want to add in a message or added something to say it makes it's easier to tweet from your phone the picture than it is from um the xbox and that's like and i said that's like the only positive i can see from this and that's reaching and that's looking for something positive to say about it. so yeah um are we uh we want to make the show a little bit more spicier we'll take um, the spice the initiative 
What is going on? Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... What, what, is, what is going on? At, at least... Okay, now I saw the video that Mr. Inferno sent me, and I watched that actually right before the show to make sure I got caught up on, on um, what they were saying. But I'm going... Well, I'm going to go to uh, Timmy first... What is your feel on it? What is going on with the initiative? Does this really does this upset you really? I mean, is this something that you're just heartbroken over? Are you so heartbroken over it, or it it is a big deal and you're like, holy shit? Or sorry for the kids that are going to be well, listening later on. Where they were saying that they were going to have someone come in and help them once they got to a certain point with it. Because I That's what they said they were going to do. They said they were going to start off. You know, as they were, sort of, and then get another studio to come in and help them to, you know, progress it once they got to a certain point. So that's why they brought in Crystal Dynamics to uh, work on Perfect Dark. But what I was, and this is, this just reminds me of trying to like put, uh, was it? I live right outside of Philly. And I remember uh, when the NFL went on strike um, and then they came back, the Philadelphia Eagles had this, you know, dream team, Vince Young. And I forget the cornerback uh, out of Oakland. And it was just this awesome dream team. And it just didn't work. And that's what I got from uh, Jez Gordon and Miles. Uh, was it Dan- Dampierre is his last name? They were sitting there. Okay, so they went and they got all these uh, Take Two, uh, Rockstar, Naughty Dog, Insomniac, uh, you know, all these higher uh, ups, and they brought them together and they just, they said, hey, you know, make games. I heard that they wanted to do like double A games and that, but then Microsoft brought them guys in, or I should say people in to do the triple a or quadruple a whatever it is uh and that's not kind of there was just so much conflict a conflict of interest um but when you have you know these people that they don't take really orders they give the orders and you put them all together it's never going to work it's it's probably a good thing that they did get rid of or they left because i don't know i heard they either left they got fired they quit. Well, leaving yeah. and quitting are the same thing. So, but mm-hmm. um, who who wants to go next on it? Or uh, Inferno? Are you actually done with with yours or or Timmy? I should say. Shit! Oh, there I cursed again. I saw that when you get a lot of you know, like elite people into the thing, it's like it's never going to work always as a team. Mm-hmm. It's like with football teams, you can buy all the best players in the world, but if they don't gel as a team, then you're never going to succeed. It's probably the same as that, you know. Maybe they should have gone for different type of people to do the studio rather than try and go for the elites and think that they're gonna produce something when they probably don't gel that well as a team. Mm-hmm. Too too many chiefs, not enough Indians, right? Yeah, but they did say that Microsoft were weak with their um management of it all or something is what some people are saying, but yeah. Too many chief, not well, enough Cortanas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then they did say there wasn't leaders, so 
you know, they had the right leadership or something to you know manage it right or something. Mr. Inferno, what what do you have to say? Um well yeah, I watched that video I sent you of course and um I watched a suggestion by another friend, Alana Pierce. She also covered it. Uh she's also a developer now. Of course I think she's working at uh Santa Monica Santa Monica. Uh, but she had friends supposedly that worked at the initiative that left. So uh she pretty much echoed the same thing and it was just, you know, this disagreements and uh, I think, like you guys said, there's too many bosses, and you know they end up realizing, oh crap, we're gonna have to be like regular employees and not have as much input. I think the problem was they were sold on that. Hey, we're all veterans, we're all gonna have a say. But I think it really what uh, the initiative was is, hey, David Gallagher, he already had pitched this idea to Phil and the team and they they chose Perfect Dark. And I think he's going to make his, his what he sees as the Perfect Dark and um, I think that's part of the reason why he brought in Crystal Dynamics after I think this happened maybe after everybody was starting to leave or in the process of leaving because there was so much disagreement. And they decide to actually kind of format it like a regular studio. Um, and that's why he was just used to, hey, I'm going to lead this. You guys, let's fall in line. But I think everybody's like, wait, I want to do this. Oh, hey, well, hey, I don't. And David's like, uh, no, uh, we, we're going to do it like this. And I think that was the issue. So that that's just my thoughts on it. Okay. Retro, do you have anything to add to this? What's your take? Everybody's pretty much covered it, man. Clearly, there was a falling out, and it just didn't. They just didn't gel, man. It, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It, it can't be helped. Sometimes you get a load of people together in the room. Sometimes fires made. Sometimes it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's just what it is. You can't change it. Do you know what I mean? It's done. So you just gotta hope that they know what they're doing, and that they're gonna sort it out. Okay. Triple. What's um, your take? Um, kind of. I was listening to Boone's podcast about it, and kind of going to echo some of the talking points that they brought up. But as well as what you guys said on the panel, um, it is. A, it does sound like a, a situation where you just had too many. I think the best example is like too many executive chefs in the kitchen, and they're just clashing with ideas on how they want the project to be ran. So I, I can understand why um, some people will leave because you, you join the studio with the vision of like, hey, I'm taking a leadership position and I'm expecting my voice to be heard. Whereas uh, someone said Daryl Gallagher already probably had like visions of how the game is going to run. And at this point, it's more so looking for people to follow his vision more so than lead uh, in different aspects. So, you know, if you feel like your voice isn't being heard or you're not allowed as much um I guess a pull to the project to have it finish out, then I can understand why you would leave. But um, the main thing I, I've seen, like some people say things like, um, you know, the initiatives in trouble by like a lot, like the studio might get shut down or uh, perfect dark is going to come out. And I don't really view this uh, news as something like that. I will say um, this based off of what we've seen with uh, halo infinite, for example, just want to reference back to that with how, admittedly I was kind of in the same position like you know it's not a big deal in the sense of you know people leave all the time 
and we turn out to see how the final product is done. Like I, I as much as I enjoyed Halo uh, from the campaign to the multiplayer, it definitely has its issues and still does have problems. But uh, I guess the way I can say is that I wouldn't really sweep this under the rug like nothing's going on with the game. I just wouldn't label this as something like it's dooming and it's off. It's over for the studio. And another thing, too, is that uh, people are saying, oh, hey, uh, what's Phil's issue or who is it, Matt Booty? You know, they got to do a better job at leading the teams and what have you. But uh, they're not they're trying. Microsoft is trying to take more of a hands off approach when it comes to the studios and how they're handled. So it's it's I guess it's the question people to have is how much of a hands off approach do people expect and leave it up to the actual studio head to, you know, steer the ship, so to speak. Or would you rather have someone at Microsoft step in and really try to control it? But ultimately, I think the best case that people want is just, you know, the ideas to be put out on the table and people, you know, work towards getting the game done. Because I think in some of the articles, they were saying, like, the progress was just so slow because people weren't able to decide on what type of idea they want to go with. So it, it is a good question to say how much, you know, should Microsoft step in and should they stay back? But and another talking point that was uh, that I heard in Boomstick's uh, podcast was that this is probably one of the main reasons that Microsoft said before that they want to acquire studios more so than create and build them because the studios at like Obsidian or in in exile, like they already have the culture and their mission statement in place already. So it's not, it's less about figuring out who we are and trying to figure out how we want the studio to be ran versus we already have an established idea. We have our goals, so to speak. So yeah, it, it just, I guess to sum things up is it's it sucks to hear because nobody likes to hear you know studio and you're looking forward to a game and you're hearing studio troubles and you know things of that nature it sucks to hear that happen uh, i wouldn't really until the product is out i wouldn't take it and run with you know the game's never going to come out now and you know the initiative's going to close or anything like that but it's it's fair to have some discussion about it and hope that things fall into place as we see with crystal dynamics is now brought into the team uh so hopefully this at least for us we this basically tells us like they have a vision now they have employees that are just basically going to follow the vision uh, they're not trying to find someone that's trying to include extra ideas to you know slow down the process even ver- further so hopefully they're just headed straight in to finish the product at this point mr wise old gamer what you got to say well i mean i think this really highlights, in my opinion, really the deficits that Microsoft in general has. I mean, it's the same situation as somebody trying to lose weight, right? Like, okay, you when you try to lose weight, you got you got some people. Let me finish. Let me let me, let me explain. I know it sounds kind of weird of an analogy, but you have those people who try to lose weight and say, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm only going to eat rabbit food, and I'm not going to eat the rabbit. I'm just going to eat the food it eats. I'm just going to eat the lettuce and carrots." And then all day they sit around and do diddly squat, and that's all they eat is rabbit food. Or then you got those people who will still put away like half a pizza or a pizza. Uh, for breakfast and lunch, and then just run 15 miles a day. Yeah, but I'm exercising, that's why. And then they wonder why they're not losing weight, right? So I think with Microsoft's problem was that, back with the three, with the with the one, was that they didn't have any developers, right? They I think they had their key developers with Halo and Gears and all of them, Forza. But everybody else, they hadn't had no developers. So between that generation and this generation, yeah, they solved that problem. They got all these developers. But that's just one part of the story. The other part of the story is managing it. Right. Now, do you have Bethesda? Do they need micromanaging? No, they don't. But uh, do, does um, some of the 
some of the developers that they are going to acquire once the whole Activision deal closes. Do they need uh, micromanaging? Probably not. But not not everyone is in that situation. And I think this is a key example of that, that you can't just always say, oh, okay, you can do whatever you want. We're just going to be the nice guy and we're just going to sit back and watch what you're doing, right? Nah, not. I mean, you got to go in sometimes and tell folks, hey, this is what we want. You know, this is what... This is why we sort of created this situation. This is why why what we want from this. This is what we want to see out of it as your, you know, as your basically your bankroller, right? As your sugar daddy, if you will. So, I mean, this well, is the thing. Wise, this is, wise. Can, can I interrupt you for one minute here? Sure. One minute. Bushido, why do you got to keep bringing that up, those people? What does he mean, those people? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Cause what, what's what all mean? about? What? Say. What do you mean? Yeah, those people. Those what are you talking people. about, sir? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just talking about people who try to lose weight, I guess, and they do one thing and not the other. I so, have my hand up. Okay. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the whole situation that you know really you know I wouldn't say ground my gear, but this is what I'm worried about. I think that there are developers that they have underneath their uh, underneath their their belt that needs uh, micromanaging, and this is one of them because they never developed a game. Did they develop each individually make a game? Yes, but do they come collectively and build one? No, and I think Microsoft's approach, hands off approach, could be their detriment here. You know, uh, Sony to say what you will, they do go in and say, hey, look, we're bankrolling this thing, and this is what we want to see from it, and for better or worse, you know. They, you see the results that you get, right? Whereas here, you just don't get it. And that's the biggest thing that I'm worried about. I think that certain companies do not need, or certain developers do do not need that, but some, certain ones like this one does. So, yeah, that's my two cents on it. Okay. Uh, I, I, Go ahead, Triple. Oh, I, I was just going to say, uh, I definitely agree with that. It's like, it's a matter of, I think the idea that a lot of people want when it comes to like these bigger businesses stepping in is you're stepping in enough to make sure things are on track, but you're not stepping in to impede on the creative process. I think that's something with um, Bungie had when they were working under Activision, like they're trying to control so much when it came to how the game was handled. And so it's this, you know, Microsoft can't have that complete hands-off approach if it's leading to issues that we're seeing like with 343 in the initiative. Like at some point you should probably just make sure the, the ship's being corrected and yeah. I mean, you got three, four, three, right? They their problems were rampant. Now you heard about the initiative. Let's not forget, you got rare here, right? They got a, mm. they got, they built graphics for this awesome looking game. But it was okay, what is it about? What are we going to be doing? Hell, if I know, you know, nobody knows. You know, this is, this is, that's just retarded. How do you have developed this whole thing and not know what the game is about, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's like that's like the first awesome. thing we should solve. Yeah, huh? that threw me. No, I was just saying like that threw me off when. There, when news came out with like Everwild and they announced that's that's kind of why I personally don't like when games get announced so early and you don't have like a, a solid foundation to where it comes out like we didn't even know what we're really doing you know it's like the issue with Anthem when it came out with Anthem it's like we didn't really know what the game was going to be about Anthem had a lot more issues but it's still on the lines of you know it came out with... the Destiny killer as well wasn't it but it seems like it killed itself <laughs> yeah so like the first thing that you design when you're sitting there and saying, okay, let, guys, let's make a game. Okay, so what are we going to do? Isn't that like the first question you're going to ask? Like, okay, yeah. what are we going to do? Like, And that's the one question they couldn't answer. And that, that, that just blows my mind as it... I mean, I, I know I'm playing armchair quarterback here, but 
<laughs> this this ain't right. This ain't right. I'm sorry to yeah. say. I mean, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, no. Um, one, the last thing I kind of want to say on this as uh, is that at least with this news coming out, because I, I saw someone you know ask the question like, does this show that Microsoft really just shows that they're not capable of handling their studios as well as like PlayStation, mm-hmm. for example, and you know disregarding the whole thing with The Last of Us and Naughty Dog. But when this news comes out about your studios having issues, you know, namely Three for Three, The Initiative, and Rare with Everwild, it's like what's it, it kind of. I mean, for the hardcore people that are actually paying attention to the news, it kind of makes you start to question like their ability to lead these studios. And I guess it's really come down to, at this point, the product has to do the talking. But it's the type of news that you don't want to have out there in the community with your studios possibly having an issue. So hopefully Microsoft looks at how the gaming space is taking this news and really start to look at how do we make sure you know our studios are able to put out content and you know every... So now and then, like with uh, I know Crackdown Three was different, but even then, it's like you guys are having issues getting these games out there, you know. So they gotta do something. So I think it's a big blemish because, like, when they first created this company, this company was, as y'all said earlier, this company was created for one purpose only, and that one purpose was this was going to be our Santa Monica, this was going to be our Naughty Dog. This is not even a triple A company, this is a quadruple A for whatever the hell that meant at that time, right? And they opened it in Santa Monica for the sole purpose of you know just stealing people, poaching people from all these other development houses. And so now you have this, you've built all this pomp and circumstance behind this developer who have never cohesively come together to develop a single game. And all of a sudden now these news are coming out that, hey, yeah, everyone's leaving because nobody really knows what we're supposed to be doing except for that guy and he wants it done his way. Yeah, it just it doesn't sound so good. <laughs> and let's not forget, we got two companies that Microsoft bought or announced that they they acquired in 2019. We still don't know what games they're making, uh, namely Compulsion and In Exile. So a lot of people say, and I hate using this phrase, but, but a lot of people say Microsoft is incapable of growing a development house organically. I'm not going to go as far as to say that, but I can see their point with all these these one these, these situation going off uh, going on over and over again. You know, we got three four three, then you got rare, then you got initiative. You know, how many more companies are having these same problems, and we're just not privy to it. And th- this is the most infuriating but, thing. See, the actually- thing is, the thing is, you've also got examples of them doing it well, like playground games. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. so we know they have the ability to do it, but I think they do have to be a bit more structured, like they were with Playground, mm-hmm. rather than maybe just they, give them free reign over everything. Studios that do well get people from their teams to help the other teams, like yeah. work better and stuff. You know, well, that's what Sony do with the the Ice Team. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, say for example, Playground came out and said, okay, yeah, our game is going to be Fable, and everyone's cheering, oh my god, we want a new Fable. Here's the graphics, okay, so show us the gameplay, game, gameplay loop. Yeah, we've not decided what that is yet. <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so it, 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 it was a little <laughs> silly, or yeah, silly to hear that come out, but I'm not a developer, so I can't really say too much, but still, this is weird. I, I wanted, but, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, Inferno. Go ahead. Um, I, I just want to remind people. Um, like I've been telling everybody, it, it's it's only three 
studio mm-hmm. so far. Out of yeah. like twenty three or like twenty four studios, I don't, I don't uh, well, a- after Activision, it'd be like thirty something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these are core studios for them. But a lot of a lot of the big heads, I think, even with Rare, a lot of the directors have left, and I guess a lot of other people are like, oh, I don't know what this is. So yeah, but I, uh... like uh, retro uh, named Playgrounds, like the best example. Of uh of them growing a studio, it growing with okay. them and making an IP that's oh well yeah yeah their own yeah <laughs> but I, I would say like that's their newest crown jewel is play uh playground yeah. um I think Definitely. this also shows how the to if you go super problem. organic how that could have issues because this is like the most organic studio they've had in like years. Uh, the initiative, and and they yeah they had that idea of getting a a was a quadruple A, but uh, I think it it I'm sounded really good, good on paper. Yeah, but yeah. when you got a so, lot of a lot of senior talent and not a lot of workers, I'm never I don't I don't think anybody's ever made a studio like that before. So it it just didn't pan out the way they thought it would, because you know David Gallagher already had his vision. And uh, and and the other guy that's now gone, they were both lead, and uh, I think I don't I don't think they thought that through. So now that's why he brought his old team. That's like that's he he used to work at uh Crystal Dynamics, so he brought. Hey, I know some people that are really good at this. We could get this done, and that's why I'm not worried about the development. The real question is, what does the initiative turn into after Perfect Dark? Will they turn into a regular studio with, you know, leads and workers? Or are they going to try to still do that small, agile thing, bring people in? I don't I don't know about that idea. I'm not a, a developer, but that's the real big question. What do they turn into after that? But as far as Perfect Dark's development, Crystal Dynamics have been brought in to, to fill that hole and to, you know, it's like if you run over something, that's a patch. They patched that hole. I think we're good on that, but it's after. What do they do after? How do they? What do they look like? Well, you, we talk about the thirty developers they have, right? Let's mm-hmm. um, let's take away all of those development houses that are under the quote unquote Bethesda label, and let's take away all of those development houses that will be coming in to them from the whole Activision label, right? So these are their core, the whichever ones that they initially had bought. Which ones do you think are the strong ones? Well, you got your Obsidian. They're pretty self-sufficient. You've got your um, Playground Games, right? And I, I, I think those really – and um, you can also make a case for um, – Double Fine. Double, Double Fine, fine and, and uh, Wasteland did pretty well. I don't, I didn't hear issues. But Wasteland yeah. was developed, was done way before they got bought. I mean, Wasteland mm-hmm. was just like they were just putting the polishing touches on that, right? Mm-hmm. But it, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it's, it's the same situation they had with. Uh, Double or yeah, Double Fine and Psychonauts, where they were already working towards it, but the them being brought on board with Microsoft still helped with the final product. And they were saying like there was voice lines and uh, just more of the polishing came into it with them being under the Microsoft umbrella. But yeah, but you see, you got you got to get uh, you got a guy Tim Schafer who really knows how to lead Double Fine. They he's been doing fine with Double Fine, no pun intended. Even before, I mean, I know they have financial issues, but a lot of developers have financial issues, right? 
But and you could even say a case for Hellblade, uh, the developers for them, Ninja Theory. Oh, Ninja but Theory. I would venture to say, like, of the developers of the other remaining developers, like, if one, two, five or more of your developers are having roughly the same problem, that is not a problem with the developer as much as the problem with the whole way you're managing these developers, and that's what bothers me. And that's the yeah. whole situation. Yeah, I, I I get you there too, and. But yeah, at the same time, that's to an extent is like kind of selective approach, but it's still like a conversation to be had because I um I was speaking to someone about this on Twitter where they're talking about exactly this that Microsoft has issues with their developers, and I was mentioning how you know the studios that they have brought in they're well established and the scores at least for those games like Psychonauts and Wasteland are pretty well done in terms of like the meta score. So in terms of the studios under Microsoft in general, they're doing pretty well, I think, but. It it is just more of a question like okay when you guys are specifically under Microsoft like uh three for three or Microsoft has more weight in terms of where you guys are it makes you question like come on now you guys got three for three having issues initiative issues uh, rare for the longest times people didn't like how that was being run but rare is kind of unique because people say that was rare's choice to be more on the connect but it's still a bad image to say so it's. Good questions to have about Microsoft's approach when it comes to some of these uh, older studios they have, or at least in this case, the newer one with initiative. So, well, one thing to be said, and this is a question that I have for the entire panel here, is this: so you got all these developers that were independent initially, or under another publisher, if you will, and they had monetary constraints that also sort of dictated what the game could and could not be, right? Like Tim Schafer before he was before they were developing Psychonauts 2 through crowdfunding and everything like that, there was only a certain amount of stuff that they could put in, and they sort of like tried to make that the best of situations, right? Now, if you have a situation, now that you're under Microsoft's umbrella, and pretty much you have a blank check, and you can do whatever your heart so desires, if you don't have a straight direction, that can be frustrating as well, because like when the whole world's your oyster, and you have no directions, you really don't know where to go. And I think this is a lot of the problem. They can, yeah, we can do anything we want. But so what are we going to do? Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. I want to do this. So everyone sort of chimes in and they want to do everything. And in the end, they become a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. And that's what I think I'm worried about is the biggest downfall, I think, with these development houses that have no clear defined direction. So I'm, I'm not worried about nothing. Um, <laughs> my opinion on this is, is this, and I'm sticking by it is 2023 and 2024 you have i keep hearing it's 50 to 60 games in the works and that once they start dropping games um and you actually sit there and play the games get a feel for it you know enjoy it whatever it is if it comes out and these games are constantly hitting which it would be virtually impossible, but if they do Crossfire X, they do, uh, I don't understand, because Bushido sat there and said the gunk was actually good, but it scored low. But if they get these uh, games... So, and- real, real quick, just want to say, I don't think they had much of a uh, effect on those games. They're more so publishing, so I wouldn't really... Similar to like Crossfire Gunk, I'm like, that was, that was, a, hand, that was a third-party developer, so they didn't okay. really have much say in the creation process but continue but but what i i want is um it's the quality of the game people are Mm -hmm. looking at they're they're looking at this and i keep seeing it on twitter and you 
just got to seriously stop. It it has nothing to do with quantity. Quantity is 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 not really that good. It's the quality. Would you rather buy a car, okay, uh, from the 1960s and have it last, um, I don't know, 25, 30 years? Or would you rather have buy a car now that's not guaranteed to last you before you even get done the payments? It's already in the junkyard. It's It's like... And why like you, you say, you know, yeah. like if you can go to a buffet, you can eat, you can eat steak at a buffet or you can right. eat steak at Morton's. Where are you going to get a better steak at? Obviously Morton's, Morton's right? Right. And yeah. if the, the quality of the game is really good, you it, just like retro sat there and said, Inferno sat there and said, playground playground is their, their, it might be their, their top developer right now. And they're putting out people. Very good games. You know, Forza was a hit. You had Halo, Halo, which I don't understand how some of these these critics, they give it 100, but then they, they sit there and they point out all the problems with it. I don't understand that. I don't think it's 100. Maybe if you gave it like a 95, I can accept that, but not 100. But still in all, okay, and Jez Gordon brought this up. Microsoft just won, what was it, publisher of the, the year? Uh, it yeah. had the best Metacritic scores of of anybody in that so if your games are quality and not about quantity then there there shouldn't be any problem in that then phil spencer and uh booty shouldn't come down and have to you know say anything you have the trust in in the 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 developers okay um but uh, that that's just my take uh Man, we're almost at two hours. I want to, want to get on this. I I know I'm going to be cutting uh, people off, but I, I just want to get to this uh, real quick because I don't really want to go over two hours because everybody in there gaming and that stuff. And shit, I forgot to do timestamps. God damn it. Um, but anyway, uh, the Michael Pactor thing. Two weeks ago, I think it was about two weeks ago, he was on RDX, and I'm sure everybody has heard it. Everybody had to hear it. He sat there and said that Sony is doomed. Sony is not probably going to be here in about 10 or 15 years because they are so far behind the eight ball when it comes to subscription service and uh, Xbox is just so far ahead. And he just does not see them being relevant. Um, All I got to say is, what? Uh, I got to say something about this. This uh, this this thing was like, go ahead. Well, let me let me just point this out, and then I'm gonna let the room have their take on it. Uh, apparently, okay, Michael Pactor's uh, rate here, he's about 25 percent right and 75 percent wrong. Um, I remember him saying all these things. What was it? Uh, uh, the PS3 was going to have to yeah. take a cut. 360 and, and the PS3 was like the final era or something yeah, like that for gaming. Or yeah. Something. No, no, no. The, the, the best take he's ever had was like his it? most excited, the most, the console he was most excited about a, couple, a year or so ago was the Intellivision. And he's on record for saying that. And Intellivision is not making it right now. They're not. I I heard, I was reading something that uh, they might actually fold because the company is actually in debt. Somebody might come and buy them, um, but it's not a guarantee. But if anything, they're going to fold because their their console that they brought out, it just, it wasn't going to work in that stuff. But I mean, listen, 
and and you guys tell me, and then like I said, I'll let you have the the floor to go go ape shit on this, but he he's basically wrong on ninety percent of what he sits there and says. But let's let's just say he is right, or he does become right, and Sony goes out. I keep hearing, and you know, we've sat there and yeah. said it on this. Listen, Dune, Dune. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. Right, when we say Sony's going, what do we mean? Do we mean PlayStation? PlayStation. Do we mean their insurance company? Do we mean their internet company? Right. Do we if mean PlayStation their... goes, Sony goes. Like, if right. PlayStation goes, Sony goes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's not true at all. Not even slightly. Their, their, movie, their movie section alone will keep them afloat. Their movies alone make enough money for them to stay alive. They just got they 20 bucks that. from me for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> which was and a fantastic The other thing is, movie. there's no way PlayStation is going anywhere. They're making more money than they ever have in their history, so it's not but, happening. But see, it's here, complete th- bullshit, man. But this, this is what I want to throw out there, though. We, we have all sat there and said it. A lot of people have sat there and said it. Competition is good. Let me ask you something. You is there any competition when it comes to Nintendo and, and Xbox? Is there? None. Well, it depends, man. There's, there's going to be crossover. Uh, you, you want that competition. Here's here's one other thing I want to throw out there, and then you guys can have it. Okay? You saw Netflix. Netflix brought all their stuff and, you know, went, went out, got HBO, did all this this stuff. They didn't have the content, okay? So they went and bought the content. But then you have Disney, and what does Disney do? Disney had this humongous backlog of IP even though they went and they bought Fox which they got National Geographic they got Simpsons Simpsons and you know X-Men and all this other stuff but they had this gigantic catalog that they could actually just went and said hey you know what if we want to live off of this for a little bit we probably could okay do, do you think with Sony suppose Sony and Nintendo did their own game pass and and then you sit there and you say, okay, well, here's your competition. This is just my opinion, okay? And you guys can tell me all day I'm wrong on this, and I probably am. But I think that really hurts Xbox. Because if you look at the IP that both of these companies have, and they've had it for so long, especially Nintendo, give me a break. Everybody loves Nintendo. Everybody loves that old IP in that. It would actually hurt, okay, it hurt. T- to me. It would hurt Sony yeah, and mean, Nintendo too. Well, they can't afford. They cannot afford to be releasing all their games on a on a game service. You talk about catalog, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that, yeah, the back catalog in that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. No, I mean you. You look at when you talk about competition. Have you noticed in any town all of the fast food restaurants are congregated together? All yeah, of the car dealerships are congregated together. Why is that? Because when one person is looking for something to eat, they go to that one area and all of the fast food people want them to have that option. If there was only one fast food restaurant there, if there was just McDonald's in that one low place and that's the only choice you had, you either had an option of eating McDonald's or going home. Most, a lot of people would say, well, screw it. I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat McDonald's. And, right. you know, they, they would lose that, right? So Microsoft, yeah, you're right. My, if, if PlayStation went under, yeah, Microsoft would 
be the first person to hemorrhage because to be honest with you the competition is not between microsoft playstation and nintendo and and phil spencer for as much as i think he's sometimes a little bit too much full of pomp he is right right about that regard they are not his competition because they create the same types of games that microsoft is creating in the sense that these are console type games where you sit down and have an experience for a greater lesser part and their story-based games, etc., and their competition is your Candy Crushes, your Wordles, and stuff like that. And if Microsoft is the only company at this at one time in the future only making these types of games, I guarantee you, it's it's going to be a very dark day for gaming in general. And yeah, I just that's why I feel. I mean, PlayStation going under is like a non-issue. One company doing it. It just can't just can't be one company doing it all. I mean. I don't know. Pac- Pactor's a bunch of bull. I don't. I'm never, mm-hmm. never trust Pactor. Yeah, I would not trust Pactor's an investment agent. Okay, he tell he basically tells people who have a whole lot of money what to invest in, right? Wow. And he's only worried about the numbers. And I would not trust uh, Pactor with a dollar of my money. Mm, I swear to you, God, see, he is just um, has the most pathetic run track record for he an just analyst. Big doesn't he? He just yeah. says yeah. and. It's 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 bull to say that any one company is un- going under because they're not doing something like another company's doing. PlayStation is not trying to be Microsoft, even with their launch of their Spartacus. They they do not need to be Microsoft because PlayStation right now has developed games. Yeah, games that people want. Is always copies because you wouldn't be having something different, and everyone would be like, "Well, why do I need to go on that if that's the same?" I might as well just stay with that because I can get all that on that instead of something different. And the good See, thing is, all all three of them are profiting. All mm-hmm. three of them are profiting doing it their way. So, yeah. See, yeah, I right. think all this, they're dying, they're dying, they're dying. It's all just, it's all just to generate clicks and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I. So it's how can I put it? It's easy to say. Ten, I think that's what this is, uh, range is like 10 years from now or something like that. Like, yeah, the, the gaming space will change definitely, as we can see with, you know, Game Pass and other subscription services. VR is still growing. But I, my question is, and as you guys said, it's probably just purely clickbait because the guy's been wrong so many times. But uh, what they call it, hate clicks, so to say, you, you know, he's wrong, but we're still giving him attention, views, whatever. But if he's saying, like, Sony as they are today isn't going to be, you know, still around 10 years later, or if he's saying, like, no, PlayStation's gone, does any part of PlayStation's gone? It's like, no, nah, that's doing that. I don't really understand how you came to that conclusion. Again, you could argue, like, how they're operating today might be different 10 years now, like, obviously, of course, but, you know, the whole sector, I don't think is going to be gone because they're successful. The PlayStation console is still selling a lot. People are still buying a lot of games on the PlayStation console. Uh, they're moving. They're expanding over to PC. Uh, Spartacus, hopefully, it's good. Uh, we don't know exactly what it's doing right now, but, you know, they're branching out with their own subscription service, so I I couldn't agree with the idea that, you know, PlayStation is done for. As we said before, he said what, 360 and the PS3 were the last console generations, and here we are. So um, He's just I don't I don't know. I don't really follow the guy, so he has history of being wrong and that's that's enough that I need to sow to uh to know to whether or not I want to take him serious or not. So if you look at these developers, like these big publishers, like if you take Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, it there is a phase that they go through. Their first phase is to make games, a lot of games, right? Then their second phase is to filter out all of the I would like to say noise and then put a lot of their energy 
on their core games that are generating buzz. And then they want to take those games and make it into a 30 plus, 30 million plus seller. Like if you look at Nintendo, they got like, I think right now, what, what, 10 games right now that are over 20 million strong sold, if memory serves me correctly. PlayStation does not have that yet. PlayStation got the games, and that's what I think their next transition is, is to make these games household monikers like Nintendo has. Microsoft has really no option right now because I hate to say it as a Microsoft gamer, they don't have a game that fits that bill right now. They don't have, I mean, Halo, but you see what they did with Halo, right? But they don't have those 30, 25, 30 million dollars, 30 million, uh, you know, game sellers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have the, the player counts now, as we saw with like Forza. They concentrate more on multiplayer games rather than single player games. Right. Yeah. So, so I think what you have is Nintendo, who's trying to keep the status quo where their games are constantly selling at that peak of 20 to 30 million plus. You have PlayStation trying to move into what Nintendo is right now, making their mon- their tentpole franchises 20, 30 million plus sellers, which I think that you have with Spider-Man and all that. And then you have Microsoft, who doesn't even have games, who is trying to get to where PlayStation is now, where they have several tentpoles that they can later on in the future push to a 20 or 30 million seller or whatever their metric will be at that time. So to say that any one company is doomed because they're not streaming, that's just poppycock, just bull. So. See, I, I kind of see, and for I'll, I'll uh, give you the, the mic, uh, uh, 30 seconds here, actually less than 30 seconds. Microsoft is the Netflix, okay? I see Nintendo as more the Disney, and then kind of like Sony is more like HBO Max. I mean, they don't have a ton, the the ultimate IP like Nintendo does, but they've built so much IP that they could, you know, just like you were sitting there saying, wise, they can, they're, they're trying to make that household thing. They, they want to have their Sopranos, their Boardwalk Empire, their Game of Thrones, you know, kind the, those big established uh, series, if you want to say, as games, like you were saying, in the house and that. So, uh, sorry, Inferno, I, I cut you off there. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. I wanted to make sure everybody got their point. Um, I I just want to say that I think I always laugh at uh, him. He always has said wild stuff. <laughs> I, even when it came to Xbox and things in the past during the Xbox One generation, and I was always be like, you know, he's he's got. I used to watch the show. Um, you know, suit and tie, glasses, talks very nice, but he just he's he's not really right <laughs> very often. So it was just, I was just like, oh, this guy. So I think some people kind of got high off of what he said just because, you know, they're, they're Xbox guys. They're like, oh, 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 Sony's going to be dead. Ha ha ha. Let me use that. But the the information they're getting it from is really not <laughs> credible. Yeah. But um, I want to say Sony's going to be fine. They're, they're going to be fine. They make games. Uh, the best in their class, like they, uh, nobody makes games like them, unless we think of maybe a rock star. But those are are uh, multiplat for first party. They they do very very well, and they they're still number one um, 
outside of maybe Tencent, I think. I forget which one, if Tencent's number two or if they're number one. But they'll they'll be fine, and um, I, I don't think they have too much to worry about. But I do want to say, as far as subscription service, yes, Sony is behind. But I, I don't think that means they're going to die because they're behind in that. I think they should take Microsoft seriously. Um, I think even if they uh, go to number two or or number three or whatever, that doesn't mean Sony's dead. Um, I I think they'll just have more competition uh, competition to deal with this generation for Microsoft, even if they're still number one by just less of a margin than like times two. But yeah. uh, I think if it all depends on what my uh, what I was going to respond to earlier, the quality is like you guys said, it's the quality of the games. If Microsoft can nail that, even with all some of these internal issues, that's the most important part. The games consistency. Are they going to be the most um, the highest rated developer or publisher for this year? Or maybe more so next year when they have more games coming out. Are they going to keep that consistency or is it just going to fall off? And that was, you know, Hey, they got a lot of publishers. So that, that's the key uh, quality. Well, if you can hit a a both quality and quality, like even if you're not like game of the year, but it's really good. Like, Ooh, it's consistent. Hey, well, why do you think they're doing all of this stuff with like green lighting the Uncharted movie and making The Last of Us TV show and stuff? They want to be for adults what Nintendo is for kids, you know? So, yeah, that's what they're aiming for. And I say, you know, more power to them. I would love to see a TV show or a TV series based off of the Horizon IP. I think that, that's a fertile ground. I think that would be awesome, you know? And if they can go into it, I think it will be – yeah, I'm excited for it. I feel really bad for them right now because they had so much riding high on Horizon, and it just came out next to Elden Ring, which basically took all of the thunder away from Horizon. Not to say Horizon selling bad or anything, but, you know, it's just not there. The, you know, it's like 40 yeah, videos on YouTube of Elden Ring, and then there's like one guy playing Horizon or something, right? Yeah. So, let, And let you feel bad for you know. I want to answer this question the same. <laughs> Uh, uh, to you guys, uh, go, uh, going off of what Wise is, is, is saying, do you think that's why Sony is, is sitting there and putting their games as series? You have uh, Last of Us, you have the movie for Ghost of uh, Tsushima, you have Twisted Metal series coming out. All of a sudden, uh, on our Sunday show, uh, Retro and I, we covered with uh, God of War, possibly Amazon Prime, picking that up to make uh, God of War, and if it, nobody kn- knows, they just paid $8.5 billion for MGM, too, so they just bought out a movie studio. Um, but going back to what you were saying-wise, is, you know, by putting their game IP into the living rooms, maybe not in a gaming format, but maybe into a TV or a movie format. The Uncharted, there you go, I mean... That's maybe how they're trying to introduce, hey, if you like the movie, maybe you'll like the game and you'll buy, you know, our console or whatever. Just Well, look at what happened with Witcher 3, right? Like, yep. Witcher 3 was a really good game, and then they had the Witcher TV series that came out, which caused a huge uptick yep. in people either rebuying or downloading the Witcher 3 again. And this is what oh, Sony yeah. wants. 
think about the juggernaut that was um game of thrones on hbo think of something else coming out like that like say for example let's just play devil's advocate here and just say last of us comes off becoming the next quote quote uh game of thrones and now sony is in the best situation ever now you have a hit tv show that is generating buzz with people who do not even know what gaming is and you got a way of them saying oh okay here here's the game that this was inspired from and this is bringing in more people this is what sony wants and i think that i i'm all for it i'm really hyped with their future so definitely not the doom and gloom that packer was putting out that bs so yeah i wonder how many people heard something from david practice like oh shit here we go again uh timmy you you wanted yeah. to say something that's why people are saying that microsoft should buy wb and get their yep. um movie studio thing so then they can do a similar thing because like, if they get WB and have their movie studio thing then they can be making movies as well as having all the games that they have well, that go- will attract other people you know like the Batman games and stuff like that well get, going back to what is it the first topic the Halo they wouldn't have to worry about going to Paramount they have WB to go ahead and do everything that they need to do with the Halo uh, franchise that becomes a, a success. I mean that it's a to me that's a perfect fit. I don't know why they're they're waiting, yeah. but that it's a yeah, perfect sure. fit for them. I, WB, so, WB, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, the last thing I want to mention too is like Game Pass is doing well. I think they hit like twenty five million, but it's still you have to question like how much of it's going to grow going forward because if it's not taken out, if it's Say if it really does hit Netflix numbers, and you could argue like yeah, things are definitely going to change. But at the moment, it's still not taking off as well as people like. As well as with uh, the console streaming part, like streaming is not mainstream yet. So I, even if PlayStation did get on board with the subscription services, or even if they were lagging behind with like the streaming part, it's not taking off yet. And you know, the question really people have to ask is like where the industry as a whole and consumers as a whole are going to be when it comes to consuming subscriptions and uh, streaming games and whether or not people will be in a position to where they don't want consoles or anything like that. And I, I personally don't see us being there in 10 years. So yeah, PlayStation still has a place. Consoles in general still have a place. So yes, game pass is doing well, but a lot of people still prefer to play or buy games from uh, digitally or just buy it uh, physically. So yeah, I, Again, I I just don't know what he's what he's on about. So here's a here's a thought. Um, look at Stadia's model, right? Business model, and that was mainly the reason Stadia sort of faltered because you had to buy the game, but you could stream it, you know, wherever on Stadia, whatever. And I think the problem with the Stadia model was that they didn't have any compelling IP because obviously they're a new developer, right, or new publisher, if you will. What if PlayStation adopted the same stadium model? I think it would work for them because they have the established IP. People pay $70 plus for their games. Do you think that the stadium business model would work for PlayStation? As in like streaming only or? Well, you know, say for example, you do get a future where there is no more consoles, right? And let's just say 10 I... years down the line. Do you think that people would be willing to pay $70 for something they can only stream like Stadia was asking people to do? So I personally wouldn't, but the issue with Stadia also is that you have the PC place to play off of as well. So if for some reason the consoles go away, then you still have a PC, so you still have dedicated hardware to play with. Um, If PlayStation did go that route for pure streaming, it would definitely be messy, especially if the competition is like, hey, you can just play your games on Steam and 
PlayStation try to be stream only. So, but with their putting their first parties on Steam, I can see them making their own storefront and having that offer alongside the streaming only, uh, or you could just buy your games on a dedicated storefront on PC and play locally that way. Uh, did uh, speaking of that, did anybody hear about the uh, was a code name Keystone that uh, Xbox or Microsoft has and. I heard that it might be was it the discless uh, Series X, but I think it's uh, more. It might be that streaming stick, that like the the Amazon and Roku. That, uh, that's what people were saying. They had yeah. a remember uh, some a year back or so they showed actually the little dongle. So little, little dangle. dongle, yeah. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> same, uh, not exactly the same thing, but uh, you guys remember, was it PlayStation TV or whatever that little yep. standalone Vita was, but you could hook it up to your TV or something? Yeah. So. Uh, what was it? Ryan Mystic, uh, he put out a thing for PS3, like accessories and all that stuff, and that TV was one of, he's like, it's really hard to find, but you can find it on eBay, and you're probably going to pay some money for it, but... Um, you, you can find it. It's it's actually still there. <laughs> so, but yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I just I I I, I don't know. I, I I think the guy's a goofball. I just I, I seriously think he's a goofball. Um, it it was all about the clicks. It was like, oh yeah, well here, let me say something outlandish, and then all you guys can come over and watch me on my YouTube channel, say more, you know, BS and, hey, and stuff like that. And I'm going to tell you what, clicks. I'll bet you that might have been close uh, to the, the the highest viewed show, maybe for RDX. Because, I listen, I don't know how many people clipped that. I clipped that <laughs> for next week, okay? Because I'm, I'm, uh, David's going to be uh, uh, joining us next week on uh, Damage Plan. I wanted to throw it to him, and I already saw him last week when he sat there. I think it was on Salty Show. He's like, you guys are just going to piss me off, so I'm going to leave or something like that. Because <laughs> he, he didn't want to hear it, but I want to hear what he has to say. Somebody who is a financial analyst, I want to hear what his take is about this. I mean, he could sit there and he can tell everybody, hey, you know, uh, Sony – is is off, you know, and they're perfect and they can afford this and can afford that. Or he could sit there and say, well, you know what? He does have kind of a point. You know, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen in 10 years. Just like you guys are saying, we, Triple, you sat there and said, is subscription services going to be as, you know, or are they going to be the thing in 10 years that everybody's going to want to do it and not have anything to do with a console or whatever? Are consoles still going to be here? Um, I've heard King David sit there and say, this is this is the last. They, he does not believe Sony's going to have another console. Uh, but then I've also you heard... You can take what King David says no, seriously. I love um, <laughs> yeah, he's just being... He's just, oh, he's just, he's just trolling. I, I know, I know. He can, he can I know. Right, but no, yeah. he's trolling with that one. Yeah, but, yeah, the, there, just... there, but there are things like, okay, um, here's here's this. All right, and and Triple listens to Boomstick probably just as much as I do, and Bushido does. But that I heard him sit there and say, Sony can't afford, okay, can't afford to buy uh, another. Uh, I think it was a publisher or or another studio or something like that. And 
the, what I've been sat there and told is in Japan, is, yeah, they can't. Definitely. Yeah, they it, they they could really just they, they can't toss out like sixty million like Microsoft did, but they find. No, they, but they, he you know. believes that they don't have the money. Okay, that listen, Microsoft has. But what I've been told oh, is is yes, they okay, don't yeah. have the money that Microsoft has, but they have a lot more mm-hmm. money than Xbox has. Xbox, you know, has to pull that money from Microsoft in that. And if Sony really wanted to do something, they could actually sell a lot of assets and things like that to go Mm. and buy other publishers and that stuff. But that's not what Sony is about. I, it's just something I'd rather have David talk about because I'm probably putting stuff out there that, that might be wrong. And he's a lot better at it than I am. I'm just learning this crap, but well, I, yeah, I just don't see ben, him going going to tell you that no, Sony's fine. I can definitely yeah. tell yeah. you that he's going to say they're fine. Um, it's just going to be more competitive. That's all. Yeah. That's and all that's it what is. We want. I think you need to wait, and we all need to wait and hold our breaths to really see what happens when they start pumping out these Call of Duties mm-hmm. on right. Game Pass, where it's like, hmm, now I got you know big franchise because people used to say, oh, psst, you ain't got nothing big on there. Uh, get Call of Duty on there. They're like, okay, they, oh, they bought Activision, so yeah. let's see. Once they start actually getting something like a the, the Starfield, well, you know, stuff like big, these big, like whoa, okay, all right, we got to take you seriously now because right now it's been like okay, Halo, you know, the story mode and, and Forza, but once that consistent pump comes, that's when we need to pay attention. Right now, it's just like. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's be honest. Let's be let's be frank here. Like this is like the first generation we've really had a three way, uh, well, a two way race, right? Because if you go back mm. in history, PlayStation Two carried their console. Three sixty generation was pretty much all about three sixty. I know the consoles in the end caught, caught up, blah blah blah. But for the entire generation was three sixty. Then PlayStation Four, Xbox One. We know how all that went down. So this is the first time both companies or both publishers are firing at all cylinders so we really have a competition here and this is the why i'm really excited about this whole situation so yeah i listen what was it the february was the first month that xbox outsold playstation in europe in how long and then i read something else that the switch uh, outpaced PlayStation for the first time in like a couple of months. So you're exactly right. But this is this is the good thing about this, and this is why we we want all this because if you sit there and you have okay Nintendo taking all the we're going to say the kit games and that stuff, and PlayStation and Xbox don't have it. Well, PlayStation and Xbox need to sit there. Well, we got to get into some of that. We want some of that money, so let's make that. That's the competition that we, that we want, okay? I'm glad that Microsoft got uh, Activision and has their uh, Call of Duty and Overwatch and that. Because then, just like everybody keeps sitting there saying, it's, it, goes for micro, it goes for Xbox, it goes for PlayStation. PlayStation, put some damn first-person shooters out there. Put something competitive out there. A lot of people wanted the Resistant franchise to come back. SOCOM franchise to come back. Okay? You go over to Xbox. Xbox, they, they sit there and say, well, you want, we want um, uh, the, the, the uh, third-person narrative, story, story-driven 
narrative game. That's what you're going to be getting in Hellblade and uh, w- w- the other studios that are going to be doing it in that. This is the competition that you want. Okay. Instead of sitting there saying it's all about these stupid teraflops and VRR and FPS and PMS and, and all this other crap, who cares about that? It's about the games. That's the real competition, not your tech crap. I'm sorry. I might be pissing anybody off that's about the tech stuff, but that's not, I don't give a shit about tech. Okay. I've sat there and played Dead Space that's over 10 years old. It still looks good for, uh, to me, okay, on the Xbox or whatever. It, it, give me a game that's going to sit there and it's going to keep my attention for 8 or 10 hours. I don't need a game that's going to be 30 hours or 40 hours, okay, because I'd like to go on to enjoy something else. But give <laughs> me a game that's going to do that for me, a good story and, and all that. I'll buy it. I don't care. I'll buy. That's the competition we want. Sorry, I went on a rant. I mean, it's a bunch of bullshit for all the. Sorry for the word, no, no. but I, I'm tired of all these. Every generation, every year, every day, it's like the same crap. Somebody's saying, "Oh, this company is doomed. Oh, this company is doomed. Oh, the, Microsoft is done for. Oh, no, PlayStation is done for. No, Nintendo." I don't want any of them falling. Right now, the way I feel is if any, if one falls, all falls. And I think right. that people who are smart, like your Phil Spencers and your Jim Ryans, they realize this fact. And these idiots who we keep proposing this or pu- putting out this agenda that they have, they're just they're just uneducated. They just don't know how business works. They don't know how life works. So I get the I get the troll stuff. But you you have a guy like, okay, you had a guy this week, uh, Kurt Rooster, and I know I'm putting his name out there. He sat there, listen, okay, and I, I'm a huge God of War fan, okay, a, a very big God of War fan. He sat there and said, oh, look, because of the initiative thing, oh, look, well, Sony's having problems. Sony Santa Monica is having problems because Corey Barlog is not – directing god of war and i sat there and was like dude um (laughs) (laughs) we we all knew that last september you dumbass oh by the way yo bro um they've had a different director on almost every single god of war Corey barog is the only one that has done god of war 2 and 2018 if anybody really wants to get into it um did on the panel here? Did anybody like Jedi Fallen Order? Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like well, it. well, see, Which, here's here's the, the thing. The thing annoyed me was the jumping on it, but other than that, it was okay. But then you the wouldn't. Slide jumping stuff is a bit tedious when you keep mucking it up. I, I agree with that. But the guy who <laughs> actually directed God of War three, he was actually one of the directors. Or he had a lot of input in Jedi Fallen Order, Stig Asmussen. Okay, he did to me, which, and and again, this is my opinion, is the best God of War game, which is God of War 3. Okay, um, he did that. <clears throat> but this Kurt Rooster, oh, oh, well, 2018 is going to be, is the greatest God of War game, um, but uh, the, this new one isn't going to live up to it. It's like, dude, just shoo, go away. But, uh, what, what's that word that Ash and Lucas sits there and goes, bye. 
Yeah, <laughs> just just buy. Go go away. You don't matter in that stuff. But then it goes also on the PlayStation side too. Uh, and I'm sorry to bring her up, but the uh, the young lady who has the gigantic feet or whatever I I forget her name Marley. right now. Uh, thank you, Timmy. Uh, why does Who? that? Marley. 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 <laughs> Kid, Kid yeah, Smooth yeah. made fun She's of her. She's gonna be having a blast. Uh, this fan girl that yeah. always yeah. talks so much trash constantly. But the, but that's the whole thing right there. She went and put out a tweet right after the state of play yesterday with Hogwarts and said uh. Hogwarts <laughs> is going to eat uh, Starfield's lunch. And it's like. How do you know? First of all, you can't make a statement, a dumb ass statement like that, because you haven't played Starfield and you haven't played Hogwarts. Suppose you have a better time with Starfield and Hogwarts, you have a horrible time. Then who, who's the dumbass? She was mm-hmm. in a tweet that she put who's out the... that um, Xbox University uh, took a picture of. <laughs> that was quite funny. Someone said something yeah. about it. Um, they thought that Hogwarts was like exclusive to PlayStation or something. Like it's the death of Xbox. I was like, it's on Xbox too. What you mean? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's oh. kind of like how guys did with Elder Ring. Let's be honest, a lot of guys did that. I will say, yeah. Elder Ring did take up a lot of media attention. Oh, they yeah. didn't kill Horizon. It still yeah. probably sold very well. Yeah, I, I'm seeing people like, haha, Elden Ring beat Horizons. Like, PlayStation dudes can play both of them. So, what, you, like, what are you on about there? They're winning either way if you want to put it that way. I'm like, come on, guys. They got access to both. But this is just nonsense. Again, when it comes to fanboys, it's like what we were talking about with Perfect Dark. They'll take the situation and make it say the studio's going under and any other type of news that's bad, but they'll find a way to make it worse, even though they're not being nowhere realistic about it. So, it's just. Best distant panel notes at you, but still, yeah. I, I, I get, listen, we have one of the best trolls, or the troll, we have two of the best trolls of trolls, okay? You have Retro, and then you have Bushido, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the troll of trolls, you know? <laughs> okay, I, I get the the trolling thing, but then there's just people out there that it's like, dude, or or young lady, or how, how a dude and dudette, what, I don't know what it is, I, I'm, I'm old, but... Well, there's on, one yeah. fat boy really? we're not worry about well, trolling anymore because he no. got in trouble, didn't he? <laughs> who's uh, who's that? The one the that did the yeah, the surgeon guy, yeah, because he used yeah, to be like, oh yeah, yeah. I, oh my goodness, well, I, did you did you so... did you see that, the guy that uh, no. that sat there and said about Optimus Code too this week? What? No, what was no it, was, yeah. it was a random account that yeah, it was messed up. What was this thing about Optimus Code? I didn't hear about this this week. It was uh, somebody put out. um, It was well, Inferno. It was the the guy that plays the Flash, and then he's sitting there smiling up at you. And there's a grave, and he sits there and said something about Optimus Code, the Ultimate Pony, and can't wait to die or something like that. And people were giving him shit. It's like how how can you sit there? He's like, I don't care. And I reported his ass. I'm like, dude. Uh, he can't... Uh, I don't even want to get into it, but it's it's just this is not even about consoles at that point. It's just showing that you're just a terrible person at that right. point. Like in any aspect, if you're saying you don't care, and it's not even like they're just having fun with the hobby. You're like, I don't care if he dies. I'm like, bro, like chill out. It's like when people sending death threats because the game might be delayed yeah. or something like that. Like y'all are just terrible people at that point, man. People it's, always it's, it's, yeah, you got my, way my, deeper problems. <laughs> my only question is what's wrong with some of these folks? Like, you know, we're I'm 47 years old. I like gaming just as much as anybody. 
But geez, like some people really take it way off the deep end. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I hope people are wrong adults with children. Yeah, yeah. Oh, saw that, like, saw that with everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with, with any football, aspect. It's like that with gaming. It's like so many stuff where people are really toxic. Like, mm-hmm. you have nothing better to do with your life, but no. besides, you know, yeah. oh, no, no, they don't. I have a no, new Xbox, guys. I, I sent that to a group chat up, uh, I'm in on Twitter. Like, hey, we need to report this guy. We don't get down like this in this community. And everybody was just like, yeah, report it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that no, no death threats or getting personal at all. It's like, come on. It's this game. Oh, so you have it with game. football. Like, if, like, a team's in a competition, like a World Cup, and the player misses a penalty a certain, you know, type of player, then they'll give them death threats, they'll be, like, racist towards them, all that stuff, just because they just... Yeah, it's, it's like, why? I, I mean, I know there's a whole lot of people out there that, you know, block people, but I, 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 I make it a point not to block anyone off of my Twitter feed, because it's just, you know, just want to hear what people say, right? But, you know, these would be the type of people that I would block. People who are, like, happy that this poor guy who has family, grandkids, everything, who's not... What, what, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. You know? Jeez. Grow, grow the fuck up, <laughs> man. Right. So I gotta feel this way about him. Like, oh my god. It's, I mean, again, like you were saying, when it comes to any type of uh, industry or like with the, when it comes to fans, like you guys need to just reevaluate yourselves if some type of product or some team not doing something you like, you, you think that's grounds to say they should kill themselves or be just absolutely rude or something like that. Especially, you know, I mean, Involved with the process, but you're taking so much offense to it, or however you want to put it, that you're sending terrible messages and saying terrible things. I'm just like, bro, there's, I don't know. You need to to see what's going on in your personal life if you need to express yourself that way when you're on the internet. Like, come on. It, it's. Well, I, I think. Uh, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, I love how it's like, oh, well, it's the Xbox people. Oh no, it's the PlayStation people. It, you mm. know what? It's I, neither I the so Xbox oh, yeah. nor the PlayStation sides. people. It's just terrible shithead people. That they, they they shouldn't even be associated with either. They're just horrible people. That's it. I think these people are these type of people are so desperate in their personal life to be a part of something that mm-hmm. now that they are part of something, whether it is a, a silly plastic box war, they really get it up into their panties and stuff. And I just don't understand the whole logic of that. I think that's a psychological disorder than anything else. I think you guys, if you if if you are to the point where uh, a console box is your reason for existence it gives you definition in life you failed adulting i'm sorry you need to go back and you know hope for a reset or something hopefully hopefully you get reincarnation or something because god you you screwed this one up you screwed the pooch on this one i'm sorry to say you as, know? A, as a fly and, yeah. so you can and get and i will say those people for those worship. people yeah i'm sorry that one i will say those people sorry Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's it's it's either a piece of plastic or it's a company, and guess what? Neither of them give a shit about you. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the piece of plastic has no feeling whatsoever, and I don't think the company actually has any feeling towards you whatsoever. If you show that credit card or that you know that cash, oh, then they care about you. But until then, no, they don't give a crap about you. That's just the mm-hmm. way it is. So. Um, Same with the uh, the owners of Man United. They care more about money than they do about the success of the club. 
See, it, 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 exactly. It's it. Oh my god, I'm gonna go into another rant, and I can't. <laughs> but overall, uh, just just bring back into a topic. Michael Fractor saying some crazy stuff. Uh, I can't. I don't know why I called him David earlier, but yeah, there we go. So uh, yeah. David. <laughs> I don't know why I said David. I, called, I was like, wait a second. Did I say David? We had Michael, a David. In I had to. I had to correct myself ten minutes later. But yeah. <laughs> Um, well, fellas, uh, I'm going to get everybody out of here so you guys can go back and uh, keep playing your Elden Ring. And I, I, I just, need to be productive, but I want to play more Elden Ring, goddammit. Uh, I'm still playing, chugging through that one. Uh, I just want to let everybody know I beat uh, Abzu, which was a fantastic game, and I platinum carry on. So I proved, uh, since we did have that week off, I did play two games. That was it. Nice. But I two games. Yeah, I, I just started the Uncharted collection uh, the other day. So hopefully Sunday, because okay. there's no show Sunday, I can spend all day on it, playing the hell out of it. So, but anyway, Play Uncharted four as well, man. Let I'm me know what you think. <laughs> uh, listen, Triple, I've played Uncharted one and two. I have never played um, three, and I look forward to playing Lost Legacy and four. But I'm also really dying because I have not played a Tomb Raider since the very first Tomb Raider. So I can't wait to get into these uh, the, the remakes. So I, you know, yeah, I I can't wait. But uh, it'll be a little bit of time, just a little Don't bit. Get to touch grass. Uh, touch I, I plan on doing that tomorrow after haircut because I want to start teaching my son uh, how to ride a bike. So I actually do get outside. Um, but oh, I'd like to be in a little bit more just so I could play my video games. But anyway, is he feeling better? Grass physics, all about how the grass oh, yeah, looks. yeah, all about uh, the grass physics. <laughs> uh, right now it's uh, very brown, but it's it's starting to pop up a lot of green patches, and the wife is getting nervous because she wants to go out and start cutting. So, um, she cuts the grass around here. I'm not allowed to touch it. Well, it's good to hear that he's doing a lot better now. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's um. You could tell the allergies are really kicking in uh, because it's it's actually been, I think, uh, today, uh, almost all week. It's been in the 60s, and uh, three days we had in the 70s. So, And I know my allergies are starting to kick in, and tomorrow is supposed to be in the 70s. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's he's doing better. He has to stop spitting on his teachers, though. And throwing things at them. That's that's the one thing we're working on right now. But I'm not going to get into that. Because <laughs> I'll probably upset well, my him. Son, my son insulted him. his teacher. The teacher was talking about bullying. And she said, um, she wanted, she said, if anyone thinks that they're actually stupid, I want them to stand up. So my little one stood up. And he got sent to the office. And the reason he stood up was because he felt sorry for the teacher being the only one standing up. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why are you in the Why are you in the office today? Oh, <laughs> the teachers! Oh my gosh! If I was the principal, oh my goodness, I'd be dying. So <laughs> the principal was laughing. I was laughing. My my wife was like really upset because he was in the principal's office. But I kid you not, I I, I couldn't be I couldn't be the dad that time. I mean that was classic. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, what would you guys have done? I mean, I thought it was perfect. I I don't know. But then again, that you know, oh, my personality. Nice, <laughs> um, I'm all right. I'm gonna get everybody out of here. I'm gonna start with our guest, Tim A. Which I, I keep oh. thinking South Park every time I say that. 
It's a great name. Um, That's how most people do it. <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you on socials. Uh, if you have a YouTube channel and that stuff, promote whatever you need to promote here. You can find me on Twitter at it's Timmy V2 and on Xbox at V2 Timmy. Uh, you don't have uh, you don't have any YouTube channel or anything. My YouTube channel is just, like I don't do anything on it. I just use it just to speak in chats on podcasts. Okay. Okay. But it's the same as my Twitter. But I don't actually use it to do anything, just to talk in podcasts. Well, everybody, to follow him, check out, check him out, and that stuff. Uh, follow him even on the Xbox and that. Um, I'm actually starting to build up my my friends list and everything, so I'm going around bugging people. So if you get a message from me, it's me bugging you to wanting to be your friend. So I'm just saying, I'm very lonely. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Inferno, <laughs> Mr. Inferno, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, Twitter, YouTube channel, all that stuff. All right. Well, no, no YouTube channel. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, still gonna still gonna get that in, in motion. Um, uh, but Twitter. Catch me in these Twitter streets and uh, these Twitter spaces. Listen to some nonsense sometimes. Um, my Twitter is Mr. Underscore Inferno XOPSX. Yep, you can catch me there. And uh, some Elden Ring clips, baby. <laughs> I will eventually get that. I will. But not right now. I got too much backlog. Triple, tell everybody your YouTube channel where they can find you on the socials. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I try to do the YouTube thing, but, uh, you, you can find me at Triple Combo Gaming for YouTube, uh, and Twitch trying to, I was streaming Elden Ring, but, uh, now I'm playing Tunic on there whenever I do start streaming again, uh, sometime next week. And for Twitter, you can find me at T Combo Gaming or Triple Combo Gaming. So that is where I be. Mr. Wise Old Gamer, tell everybody uh, where they can find you and where they're not going to find you, and that's on Mooch's channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, the Wise Old Gamer, and um, if you do get offended with my tweets, well, I'm so sorry, but, you know, go grab a tissue for all your issues, you know? Um, yeah, that's Wise really Old Gamer with up, Z. Because my wife has sat there and said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can find me there uh, uh i am looking into fa uh getting some gaming time in because it is spring break and i thought i was going to get some gaming time but she said well next week we got to do the attic so i don't know how much time i'm gonna have i'm trying to finish up trying to finish up uh forbidden west because i heard it was a shorter game experience game time than elden ring because elden ring is 150 hours plus but i got like close to 50 hours into uh forbidden west and i'm nowhere near finishing it so yeah i'm still working on that but yeah you can find me on uh both uh xbox and playstation wise old gamer with a z again and uh hopefully this week i will find some time to upload my my newest video so yeah follow me on twitter follow me on instagram uh, follow, not on instagram follow me on twitter follow me on xbox follow me on playstation follow me on YouTube, but don't follow me in real life because you'll be scared of what you find. So, no, follow yeah. him. He has some good stuff out there. Some really good tweets. Uh, follow all these guys. And um, I didn't forget any of you guys. Um, Retro Gamer, it's X, uppercase T-S-X, Retro, or just type in family, 
Man Gaming. Uh, you can find him on the Twitters. He also has his uh, Gran Turismo uh, league going on with Odie Social, um, a couple other people. I think Shaggy's in there. And also, never, never let, well, technically last, but he's he's the producer of this show. Okay. And he had to take the night off because he's probably playing Elden Ring too. Um, that's, he probably, he's, he's not sick. He's actually playing Elden Ring just because he's in the chat does not mean he's not playing video games, but my brother, Mr. Bushido N7, give him a follow, uh, on the Twitters and that stuff. Uh, give him a follow on the PlayStation and Xbox. He will be back next week, next week. And he's in the chat right now. Mr. Dragonheart Yobi. He will be our guest next week. And I think, if I'm right, Mr. Joey Bats will also be with us next week. I think. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I have not not 100% guarantee, but uh, we'll see. And hopefully Wise Old Gamer will be with us next week. Because I'm really pooping my pants because Mooch might be taking him. Oh, we're not supposed to say that name either around here. So, sorry, B. I'm, I'm sorry. But... um. There is no order of disorder this weekend. Uh, taking Sunday off for family things, so we can. Uh, next week we will have three shows: Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, check us out. Um, like, subscribe, do all that other stuff. You can. I'll have everybody's links in the uh, description, uh, YouTube channels, all that stuff. So um, everybody have a uh, good night, and we'll see everybody next week. Anybody want to say goodbye bye? Everyone next bye. Week. Adios. Arriba <laughs> Peace up. Uh, Eight town down. There you go. <laughs> Not ours, bro. Wait, Be sure to parry instead of blocking your elderly. <laughs>